What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 539th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. Uh, we have a last episode before Scarlet and Violet actually comes out to uh, celebrate the occasion. Surprise, Greg is here. <laughs> I'm here to bring your daily dose of negativity. I am struck. I am. Already, I already struggle with time as like a concept. So, <laughs> okay, because look, as you get older, time just really starts to not make a whole lot of sense. And I was on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, I'm really excited for these games. They're coming out in like a month, and then I saw the thing that was like seven days away, and I'm like, what? That's not a month. What the heck day is it? <laughs> Oh, yeah, it is just a week. I'm still in my head. It's like, it's a month away. It's a month away. It's a month away. It's not. It's been a month away for six months. It's been a month away for six months. Yeah. Al is here. Yes, and all Skittles taste the same. They don't. I, I agree with Al on this. This, one, this real, It's the only reason Al is here. We had the Skittles. I was like, I need a defender of they the don't. Skittles. They don't. And what makes me mad is the one study that they're like, all Skittles taste the same to these people. They plugged their noses and made them taste. I'm like, yeah, well, all meat tastes the same as well if you plug your nose. Everything tastes the same when you plug your nose because we use both to taste. We can't have, <clears throat> okay. we don't have enough time in this episode to debate <laughs> Skittles. Oh, because there's so much news, Steve. <laughs> well, the 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 pre- there's a there are big things happening in the world of Pokemon. We, we have three news <laughs> items this week, and I feel like yeah, <laughs> they're gonna take a lot of time. Well, two of the three. <laughs> okay, I'll let the listeners decide which one didn't take enough time. So here's the thing: before we get into things, because I know people are gonna be really cautious and stuff going into um, next week. Obviously, we uh, we report on official Pokemon news here. Uh, when the games come out, that's a little weird because it's an open world game. So yep, episodes will still come out every Monday. Those episodes will not include story spoiler things. They might include mechanics, though. Like, hey, on next Monday, we're probably going to talk about how breeding works. Uh, assuming that breeding is breeding's in the game. We already know that because they already said that you can get eggs from picnics. So you're probably going to be, there are people right now listening to the show being like, how do the eggs and picnics work? We're probably going to talk about that on Monday. So I, I don't know who is considering that a spoiler three to four days after the game came out, because that's just a mechanic, but that's something we're going to be talking about. The bonus episodes, the mini series we are going to do, that is going to talk about the story and our experiences with the story. Start of those episodes, we will say what we're talking about. We'll be like, hey, we went to Mesagosa and we're talking about everything in Mesagosa. That's an example. I don't actually know if there's anything to talk about in Mesagosa. <laughs> I would assume so since it's the <laughs> biggest city in that region, but there had better be a hot dog vendor there. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. So, yeah, I know there was like this huge <laughs> thing with the Crown Tundra where uh, Glass Tree and Spectrier were like new Pokemon. And we I felt the I felt the right call to talk about them because I was very confident the Pokemon company was going to talk about them that week because of the Sword and Shield competitive format. And it was like, do we talk about Spectre or Glastria or do we wait a full week? But I think they're talking about it this week. And they did. They did because they had to. The competitive format changed that week. So they they had to acknowledge that those Pokemon existed, even though the Crown Tundra just came out. It was like, well, yeah, but you're putting them into the next format of competitive. So you have to say they're real. 
Uh, we'll try to be as as transparent as possible before we start talking about something. Like we're going to be talking about the uh, anime stuff today. And if you don't know by now, uh, I spent... Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> TM, spoiler. 20 to 30 minutes before publishing episodes putting in timestamps. So if you're ever like, hey, I want to skip the Ash stuff and listen to what comes after the Ash stuff, the timestamps are always in the show notes on literally every podcast uh, app you're using to listen to. Okay. I think the house cleaning is out of the way. Housework is out of the way. Okay. First bit of news here. <laughs> it still bothers me that you say house cleaning. What are we, what are we calling it? It's housekeeping. Oh, housekeeping. It's housekeeping. It's oh. housekeeping. It's keeping house. You're not cleaning anything. We didn't clean anything. We kept we, the house. My mind is clean? When? Since <laughs> Just when? now. <laughs> we got the final trailer. Uh, this is off the, this is the press release. New Pokemon Scarlet and Violet details revealed, including more Ontario raid battles and special in-game events. More details were revealed about the highly anticipated uh, Scarlet and Violet games, including more information about the Paldea region and Terra Raid battles, updates to online play, compatibility with home, and in-game events. Celebratory? Yeah, I thought that was the right word. <laughs> For Unite were also shared. You can watch the all-new trailer here. Except they didn't show the Unite stuff in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, <laughs> in that, I'm like, they in-game celebratory. So from, from November 18th through February 1st, Pokemon Unite will hold a special in-game event to commemorate the release of the latest games in the Pokemon franchise. Players will be able to receive a Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet themed fashion, themed fashion items, stickers, and Unite snapshots, and more. Starting January 1st, those playing the Nintendo Switch version of Pokemon Unite that have saved data from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will also receive an in-game trainer fashion item that matches the look of the main characters from the new games. I'm assuming they mean is the school outfit, like as the standard. Not you get like, the school outfit yeah. in Unite to yeah. wear. Not like whatever you're wearing will pass on over. <laughs> I would be impressive. I would, I would love it. That would be really good. I didn't really include any Unite news uh, this week just because we don't have time, but like Dragapult, and Urshifu and Comfey are apparently coming to Unite. They're on the public. They're on the public test server. They're massively changing a bunch of things. But the big news is we are six days away from Sableye. Even less now. Was it, was it coming out Monday? We are, are four are you days even away. going to have time to play Sableye no. with Scarlet and Violet? No. Well, that's what I said, because the first week is pay only through gems. And I thought if it had come out last week, I was going to pay gems. Oh, but I see, it I comes see, I see. out on Wednesday, they're not getting my money because I'm not going to be able to play it for two weeks, and then it'll be for coins. At least we had Community Day before the release, so that, that was an improvement. Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> that, that was Sword and Shield release day was Friday, and then Community Day was Saturday, and I'm pretty sure it was Chimchar. Yeah. I think it was Chimchar. That sounds right. And I remember okay. literally running to the mall, playing for just an hour just to get three, and then like driving back home and then like starting stream. Yeah. yeah there's a part of me that like I understand. You want all your, your player base to participate something Pokemon in a weekend, but there's another part of me that's like, there are, are uh, overlap in your player base that wants to do everything <laughs> and cannot because time exists. Well, this is the thing because like most most franchises don't work like that. 
when they have a bunch of things, <laughs> they spread them out. So that yeah. then you, you know, it's like with, with Disney, with owning Star Wars and Marvel stuff, they're trying not to overlap them so that there's always something you can watch. This yeah. idea of like, oh no, every, everything must happen at the same time. It doesn't, it's it, bizarre. It is a uniquely Janine Pokemon experience. She has got complete command <laughs> over that calendar and she does not want to work more than one weekend a month. That's it. <laughs> And she will. She's got an iron grip on how they schedule things. They this press release wants to start off with the Dawn fan stuff, but I don't. <laughs> what? Just let's, get it out of the way. Let's start off with the terrorists, the terror raids. Oh yeah. Let's let's start off with that. The best. So, so they're they're they they talk about two different terror raid things. First is uh, first we'll we'll do the EV stuff. Special terror raid battle event will increase your chance for encountering certain Pokemon or terror types. I hate I, I hate the I told you so people, and I never want to be the I told you so people. But the amount of people I've had to explain this to in my Twitch chat has been so exhausting. But, I'll, <laughs> but I, I, I think I was right in what they're doing here. And I'll explain one more time before these games come out. And if I'm wrong, that's cool. You guys can come into my Twitch chat and say, look, Steve, you're wrong. Totally okay with that. But I think it's pretty clear cut what the, what the next three years of this game is going to look like. Assuming that the game is three years. After the release of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Terra Raid Battle events will allow players to take on specific Pokemon or encounter Pokemon with, with certain Terra types more frequently. The Terra Raid crystals related to these events may look ordinary at first class, but are shrouded in a mystery aura. The first of these Terra Raid Battle events will be the Eevee Spotlight, held on November 24th to 27th, so a week after the game comes, Thanksgiving weekend. During the event, Eevee with various Terra types will appear more frequently in Terra raid battles. I, I guess I, I guess we'll do the, the, the Charizard 2 as well. Uh, take on black Terra raid battles. During their adventures, players may find black crystals that look different than other ones that they would ordinarily approach to take on for Terra raids. The Pokemon they'll face in these black Terra Raid crystals are much stronger than those that appear in ordinary Terra Raid battles and are only available for a limited time. Trainers who manage to successfully defeat these Pokemon can get rewards even more exciting than usual. Charizard with the Mightiest Mark will appear in black Terra Crystal Ra That's just a mouthful. Black Crystal Terra Raid battles. <laughs> the, the, this, the, the Dragon Knight Knight Mega Sableye Eye, this uh, Charizard will appear, be appearing two times. The first is December 1st through 4th, then again December 15th through 18th. Charizard cannot normally be encountered in Paldea, and the Charizard appearing during this event is a dragon as its Terra type. Players will be able to take on Terra Raid battles at Black Crystals after completing certain post-game events. However, players who haven't completed the event may still participate in Terra Raid battles by joining other players using the link code. The quick mechanic thing about the Charizard, somebody has to beat the game to do the Charizard stuff. This is no different than in Sword and Shield, where if you wanted five-star raids to appear, you had to beat Leon. But if somebody else beat Leon, they could invite you to those raids. It's the same thing here with Charizard. The, the, I guess the underlining thing here is we don't know what considers beating the game. Uh, yeah. Is, is, is that... Yeah, defeating the champion is that well, beating says, the game? Yeah, it says certain post-game events. So presumably, once you have defeated whatever this versions of the champion is, which you know there are theories about based on things that have happened, um, 
there will presumably be someone that explains this black crystal to you and then you can use it. Like, I don't think it's going to be a complicated thing. It's not like, here's a chain of five <laughs> different things. Right. It's not going to be like getting um, the, the the other the other dog in Sword and Shield, right? That was a complicated, nice, fun little story. It's not going to be something com- complicated like that. Uh, I think my, my issue with this is not... I, I think this is an interesting idea. I think it's really cool. And I think we can see the they've clearly been thinking about this because I think this is to replace things like the the Mewtwo event, the mm-hmm. Zero Aura event. Yeah. Um, the, was there a shiny one? There was an Ur- Urshifu event. I think there, there, was a, was. there was one you were battling that was shiny. E- in Zero, Zero Aura, the shiny one was harder. Yeah. So, yes. but so I, the- think it's, I think it's to replace that. So they didn't, have, they didn't allow you to catch them, but I suspect that's because they didn't code in the ability to only catch one, as this is, this is telling us. Yes. And so this, I think, we probably won't get events like that again. And instead, they'll be in this, so you can fight them, you can catch them once, and then you can keep fighting them again. I don't have an issue with that. I think it's very quick and very short to have an event that requires at least some people to be post-game. And I know that you just need to find people, but not everybody has friends who can play the game as well, right? Not everybody has friends. The end. (laughs) Well, not everybody has friends who can who play the game <laughs> and play the game fast, you know? Yeah, okay, so th- there are a couple of things here. One, we're hoping it's better than YCOM. We say this every generation of game. Like, people are like, Festival Plaza oh, was boy. the worst thing ever. And I was like, let me introduce you to YCOM. YCOM. Uh, YCOM was so worse than Festival Plaza. We don't know that. We don't We don't know how well the... Yeah. We don't know if well, it, it mean, is easy a... to see other people who have beat the game randomly that you can just join. Because that yeah. might alleviate That's a true. lot of the concern. A small spark of hope in my heart with a phrase by using a link code. And my hope Mm. is is that it is somewhat similar to Dynamax Adventures. Where you can put put a link code and come in. Nintendo told me it should be like Dynamax Adventure, not like... yeah. That fixes a lot of the problems with Wycom for me. (laughs) Yeah, Nintendo told me that it should be... It should be like Dynamax... You know, Nintendo has not been 100% correct, you know, in past things. They've misspoken before. (laughs) But the two reps I talked to when I asked that specific question did say it should be like Dynamax Adventure where you enter a link code. You do not need to be on their friends list. That's what they told me. A couple things here. Uh, Marks are returning. Incredible. Great. Fantastic. Uh, I I think they're, they're, they're a fun addition they make Pokemon more unique. I think there's there's always been this concept or this this thought process in Pokemon where like IVs and natures and all that makes a Pokemon unique. It really doesn't because there there are like optimal things that you need to run. Um, you know, yeah. like cool. My your your Grimmsnarl is adamant. Mine Grimmsnarl is bold. It, I get why you're running bold. You're more defensive. I'm running adamant because I need to be a little bit stronger. But I don't feel like our Grimmsnarls are really that unique. I do think <laughs> that marks were a brilliant addition to Sword and Shield. Um, they give you a reason to collect if you like to collect. They give you a reason to catch the same Pokemon. And, you know, if if Greg wants 18 different Roselias, all with different marks, that's like a new thing that he could do. Um, if you're a shiny hunter and you're like, I want more rare shinies, like a shiny with a mark is statistically more rare than a 1 in 8,000 shiny that existed in, in past Pokemon games. So they, they do add a lot. 
And combining that with the teratypes as well can make even more combination yeah. things that are all uniquely good. Like, it's not like we go, as you say, like, there's there's ideal IVs, there's ideal natures, maybe two if you're lucky. Um, but there's there's probably no real ideal teratype for many of these Pokemon as well, because you can run different strategies. Yeah, and it's also a very... Th- very simple thing you can ignore. If you don't care about marks, really easy that thing is. to ignore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And I do. So so we have we we already have the first Pokemon that's not in the region decks, which is Charizard. Assuming that you can also Do we actually know that it's not in the region decks? Well, it says that uh, I think they've said it they said it's not normally available. Found in Usually when it says it can't be found in the, the game, it Obviously, there's plenty of Pokemon in Sword and Shield that don't yeah, okay. have, like... That's what I'm assuming, right? Like, that's what they mean? Because, like, when you catch, like, Nihiligo in the Crown Tundra in Dynamax Adventures, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a Pokedex yeah. entry, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just... I, I wasn't saying that it's not. I'm just saying I don't know whether that, like... Yeah, I'm just assuming actually... that Charizard doesn't have a Pokedex entry, right? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. That's that's what it that's what that that's what that wording means that like you'll catch the Charizard I, I, but it won't I think have the... that is what the that that is what I I assumed when I first read it as well yeah yeah and we assume that Blastoise and Venusaur are future no era, nowhere right? in the game because why would they be there because it's just Charizard what they're actually trying um, what they're trying to hint here is you can't catch Charizard but you can get Warzard in the game oh so Warzard you yeah, get the Warzard form. <laughs> But Charizard in its Cantonian form won't have a Pokedex. You can't normally find that in Paldea. I I I, I wonder if because they're like the first one is December first through fourth, so that's two weeks. I wonder what their statistics are of like fifty percent of our fan base beats the game in two weeks, and then of that fifty percent, forty percent disappear and move back to Fortnite. Like what? It, it does also feel. Weird that they're doing those, all these three events before the big holiday that happens at the end of the year <laughs> called Christmas, mm. when a lot of these people get these games. Well, there's no, it there's, just, there's no doubt there's going to be a Christmas event. Right. But I just feel like, are these the only two dates? And also, like, the second date feels to me like, shouldn't this be a post christmas date and not or the yeah or the weekend christmas? of christmas yeah or the weekend of christmas or the other option is i j- i'm just i'm i'm a little bit confused why they've done it in in such short events at all like if you're running it for 4 days and the, and then 2 weeks later you're running it for another 4 days and you're already restricting the number you can catch i'm not sure why they didn't just run it for the 2 weeks like that that to me would make a lot more sense because I think the advantage, because this is the thing, right? If you look at all the previous events, right? This is this is to replace events of some kind, right? Like, it's probably not going to completely uh, replace the, you go into your GameStop shop and pick up a code, right? It's not going to replace oh, that. It, please? Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it didn't reduce them. I feel like this is their way to be able to do less of that if they want to. And those always run, you know, at least a couple of weeks, normally a month, month and a half. And it just seems weird that this is so short. Well, it's very, it's very clear that they listened to the show and we were like, can you announce these raid battles early? And they <laughs> yeah, did. We they have did. That's true. dates, which is, which yeah. is great. Uh, all joking is aside, 
like we 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 haven't mentioned that this is a hundred percent marketing. I know that that people mm-hmm. hate the Charizard pandering, but I'm sorry. Gorbis is not going to sell copies of your game. Charizard <laughs> is. If people were on the fence and and it is release weekend, having Charizard be so early and being like this only catch once, very difficult, mighty Charizard is such an easy marketing tactic to convince those people to be like, oh man, everyone's been talking about it. Charizard's coming up next week. Uh, do I wait till Christmas? No, whatever. I'll just get it now. Like, and if if they push as many people to buy it before Christmas, and then word of mouth is this is an incredible game. Guess what goes on people's Christmas lists? Because people keep yeah. talking about how great this game is. So I I think that is really the marketing side of it. Whereas like yeah. they're not saying what's happening after Christmas because if Charizard is coming back after Christmas, let's just say I have no clue. Um, people would be like, ah, you know, I'll just wait. But they want they want people to go out and get it now. I think there's also another reason why they do it early. And I think it's a very good reason in that, as you say, like most people who play these games do not spend weeks. Like, you know, the fact that I have scheduled my gaming for this year to mean that I am not having to play any other games for the rest of the year, right? That is a unique thing. We are weird people, right? Most people don't. (laughs) They pick it up, they play it for a week, and then they finish. And the fact that this is launching, you know, two weeks after means that they're still going to be in that brain space so that it kind of get them hooked into the idea of these events very quickly. Because if they did it a month later, we would still do it. Of course we would. But normal, normal, we always use that phrase, normal people, they're not going to be doing that. Just say filthy casuals. (laughs) Filthy casuals. But but, but doing it it two weeks after means that they they are much more likely to look into that and maybe go, oh, yeah, maybe this is something I can do regularly. It's interesting that they're kind of setting up an every two week schedule because it's like mm. Evie, Charizard, Charizard. Mm. Then there's only one week it... between Evie and Charizard. Yeah, but like, are they setting up a like? Are they trying to prime for a schedule? Like, expect these things to happen on a regular clip? Is it just a big push at the start, which setting up a situation in which if you don't keep it up people won't be in the habit right like yeah if you if you do it right at the beginning before a majority of people yeah. get the game um cuz you know let's face it a lot of people don't spend money pre christmas cuz they're saving up for christmas if you don't keep up this level of event what do you like it is also it's hard to say like a special rate event, I want to know how big of a push that actually is, right? Like how many extra copies does that sell? It's hard to divine that out from holiday sales because the minute Thanksgiving hits, it's a mad dash to buy things. So it it feels like, yeah, it's it's an extra bonus for people who already have the game, but I don't necessarily think like this is a big selling push in the busiest retail, I don't. I don't part think Charizard is a selling mm. push for. I think Charizard is a selling push for people who like Charizard, which is a big market, <laughs> right? But I don't think it's. I don't think it's a selling. I don't think it's an overwhelming selling push during a, an incredibly big gift giving 
holiday section, right? Like, this is people who either are going to buy the game before Christmas or they are being told they wait because mm-hmm. it's their Christmas gift, right? Like, I don't know that that's I a would huge argue that sell. Catching because you can only catch one of these Charizards. I don't know if we said that. To be clear, it's one yep. Charizard per save file. Let's. Who knows if there's a way to manipulate that or or whatever? You can still do raids. You can do as many as you want. You can only catch one Charizard per game. Um. So you know, I already saw the question: Are these Charizard shiny? That would be like, how would you even? Can you see if it's shiny in it? Can you do is shiny after it? Like, if it's just one, it seems like it probably won't be shiny. Uh, they've done raid events where, you know. Things were locked, or or yeah. they've done right events where they they've forgot also to done turn- ones that were they meant they've done ones where they meant to be locked and then didn't manage it. Correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> I was gonna say that too. Yes. So you might get one early, but like let's let's look back at like Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. You could only get Mew and sorry, not Mew and you can only get Manaphy within the first two months of that game. I would argue more. I uh, and I get that Manaphy is a mythical Pokemon, very hard to get. You know, Charizard, you can get a lot of games, but I would argue that Charizard would push more copies than Manaphy. Easy. Not even close. Even though Manaphy is a mythical Pokemon. Like, just people inherently just love and like Charizard. And so it's like, I can only get this one Charizard within the first month of the game, and it's in a very special raid. It's Dragon Terra type. Uh, It has a mark. It's, well, you know... and I say it has a mark because, like, I know what that means and I care about it. And maybe other people don't. But, like, they're good. Hey, it only took them, like, three years to acknowledge marks are... Like, I don't even think they brought it up at all in, in Sword and Shield. I don't think they ever did, like, hey, marks are cool. Sure. I, don't, I don't think they really... I don't, ever, I, don't remember the, I don't remember any specific marketing towards it, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, I don't remember any. No. The, here, here's the other thing, too. So, this, this kind of goes with the EV stuff. And so there were there were two pushbacks on my initial theory of what was going to happen. Number one is they the Pokemon company slash Nintendo said all Pokemon will have all Terra types. And that's a very vague sentence because we don't know how many Pokemon there are. Everything we like when you say all Pokemon, are you also including legendaries? Like if if how am I supposed to get 18 Coridons with 18 Terra types? Like, right, like just using Coridon as an example, your statement of all Pokemon have all Terra types is inherently broken. Because Coridon, like, that's like saying all Pokemon can Dynamax. No, not all Pokemon can Dynamax. Zacian and Zamazenta could not Dynamax. Your, your statement is wrong. <laughs> yeah, so I think of it more like if if you would say, uh, you know, all all Pokemon can have all IV spreads, right? That is technically, technically wrong. true. Well, <laughs> technically, yeah, okay, technically wrong. All Pokemon can have any number in any IV slot. Then there you go. That's technically true. There yes. are legendaries have a, a minimum of three thirty-one IVs, but technically any of them can be any number <clears throat> if you ignore the other previous, the other, the other IVs. <laughs> Correct. Um, but that doesn't mean that you have to have a way to be able to get all of them, right? So if if they say they can be all of them, any of them. That doesn't mean that you have to be able to catch 18 Coridon. Coridon. It just means that when you catch it, it's going to be one of the 18. Is it 18? 14? No, because when you catch... Maybe maybe in Coridon's instance, and I think there's still confusion on how Terra-type works. If you walk around the wild area and you see Lechonk, Lechonk can 
only be normal terratype, no matter how many you catch. Hmm. Or And if you see a Roselia, I don't know if Roselia is in the game now. You bring it up to break my heart is what you're doing. But Roselia, it can, is fire, or sorry, fire. <laughs> Roselia yes, is fire. It can right now it's on fire. fire. <laughs> it's pure fire in my heart. Roselia is grass or poison. So the ones you see, no matter how many you catch in the wild, 50% of them are grass, 50% of them are poison. That's how it works. When you go into raids, when you see the Super Saiyan ones in the wild, those can be, quote unquote, any. I yeah. don't know how that works either. Right, um, and I also feel like they're giving themselves a way of including an item later that allows you to change the territory. Oh, I'm sure that's like, DLC, like or right. or, like, or so- I think Scarlet the statement, Two, Violet Two. I think the statement is worded in such a way that it includes that possibility in the future. They can have any terror type. That doesn't mean that you can get. You can catch that in the wild or it will be immediately yes. available. What Greg just but. said is what I've been arguing for months. <laughs> yes, they can be every terror type, but that doesn't mean that like right. I'm assuming 400 Pokemon. I don't know. I did not look at the leaks, but it, I don't think if there are 400 Pokemon that all 18 will be available. And we now we know this with Charizard. They're saying Charizard is in the game. He's only dragon. There's as far as we know. There's no way to get an electric Charizard. There's only Dragon Charizard. So unless there's some weird thing with breeding where you put like an, uh, I don't know what breeds with Charizard, an Electros and a Charizard in a daycare, does that give us an electric Charizard? Like, we don't know that. We know how breeding works with terror types. But if you can only catch one Charizard and it can only be Dragon... Well, there's no there, and you go to the competitive ladder, and you're playing, and you see a Charizard. There, there's no water Charizard available. Only dragon. I just, I just, I don't think, I don't think they've used the phrase without thinking about. It. Yeah, the the phrase of like all Pokemon can be all Terra types. I I do believe that, but with the caveat that all Pokemon can be all Terra types when Game Freak says they can. Charizard cannot be water until. Two years down the line where a water Charizard event is available, which I think leads to the Eevee stuff. I don't think you're going to be able to go around Paldea and find all 18 Terra Eevees before this event starts. I'm sure there will be raid dens that'll have fire, water, grass. But if you want a bug Eevee, I don't know if there's going to be a raid den that gives you a bug Eevee. So it well, it's not it's not just raids though, because because like yeah, I've heard you, I've heard you make this point. I think that's fair saying that not all raids raid not all Pokemon will be available in all Terra types in raids all the time because that would be a ridiculously large pool, right? Like yeah. not all Pokemon are going to be in raids full stop all the time. Um, but I think I think you're forgetting, or maybe you're not forgetting. Maybe you're just assuming something different. Like the what what are they called? The this version of Brilliant. What are they called? The the Glowing uh, Pokemon. The, the, is there a name for them? I don't know if they have a name for it. The Super Saiyan ones, though. Yeah, the glowing I, ones. Um, I mean, the, they, they used to be called Brilliant, so... Brilliant was in just, Sword and Shield, but Brilliant just yeah, assumed that it could have an It's a an different concept, yeah. yeah. I don't... But anyway, whatever these ones are, right? Yes. The, the special Terra-type ones outside of raids. I mean, why are you assuming that they won't... Not all Pokemon will be available like that? I am assuming that, yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. 
I don't assume. I don't assume. I assume that, that. only based off my pure instance of walking into a Pokemon, mm. getting defeated by it, running away, and it's still sitting there. Sure, but you can catch it, right? And that an unused Pokemon's going to spawn there. Like, I'm not saying that you'll be able to get them all really quickly. I think it would take a lot of work, but I would be very surprised if, obviously, every Pokemon that spawns in the wild, right? That's a a key important point there, because not every Pokemon in the game spawns in the wild. Um, I don't know about this. We don't know information about this at all from the leaks. Um, And that's whether... What was my point? I was as as I, was yeah, yeah, whether, whether, I will say that most leakers only care about leaking Pokemon, not necessarily mechanics. They do, right? I I, I really hate because it, it really annoys me. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna data mine the games, data mine the stuff that I care about, right? Like, <laughs> Tell me how the and find about the Pokemon, leak the Pokemon. But there's so, only so many of them. Leak the important information. Let right? me know how oh, I can change so my shoes. <laughs> leak um, the clothing exactly. catalog. <laughs> I've got to Give get my list, something. right? I do I do my, my, my completionist list for all these things. I need to get this information. No one's leaking it. Leak the sandwich decks. Yeah, um, Can I put leak, salami on we, these books? Where leak all of my meat and cheese choices. Can I put yogurt on my sandwich? I need to know if there is version specific meat. I need to know if there's there specific was version specific curry stuff in the old game. Are um, we doing brown mustard or yellow mustard? This is the information we brown need to mustard. know. This is Europe. You don't do yellow mustard in Europe. They don't even know what that is. That's not. That's not true. Um, the the no, it is true. What's the, the yellow French, mustard? The French only kind of mustard in America. Nobody likes the French. What was the, the best we bit? Is making? the most common. The most the common point? mustard that is um, like for we we use we get American mustard for hot dogs, but the best but bit yeah. of it. The most common uh, company that makes American mustard is a company called French. French's here. Yeah, well, so French's. It's, it's French's, French's American mustard, which yeah. is just a ridiculous sentence. French's is one of the big ones. Okay, here, so e- like even. even uh, look, Anyways, look, the point, I think, <laughs> Sorry, the Steve. point, getting back to the point is I, I agree with Al in that I think the sparkly, shiny, brilliant ones that you can run into the wild have the potential of being any of the terror types. Oh, see, that's what I was going to push back. Like, if if the Super Saiyan Jigglypuff they show in the trailer, I don't think it's going to be all 18. I think it has the possibility of being all 18 if it's in the wild. Yeah, and that was my my point was, I don't, we don't actually know that. I don't know for certain. Nobody's determined that. Right. But I'd be surprised if they weren't, because if you think about it, most of the raid events were about getting... Gigantamax Pokemon and getting shiny Pokemon. All of those you could technically get at any point in the game. It was just really hard to get them. Are you okay? So let's go to the Jigglypuff example. Th- that begs yep. the question of if 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 Jigglypuff can be Super Saiyan, and who knows if the other five Pokemon on that route could also be Super Saiyan? Like that's that's yeah, which is another assumption. Yeah, right. yeah we, we have no know. clue if it's only Jigglypuff on that route or if it's uh, yeah. the other five or six Pokemon. How how does that work? Are we are is it a hundred divided by eighteen? Is it, is it, you know, 20% fairy, 20% normal, 2% dragon, 2%, like, and like, if you, it doesn't doesn't change the fact that they would all be available. If they're all available, they're all available. Yeah. I mean, I, do I think that like it's, it's normal two typings are like 50% of what you'll run into and then the rest are some percentage. Like, let's be real. This is the company that still does 
catching percentages for no good reason, <laughs> right? Like they make things unnecessarily complicated. There's mm-hmm. no reason to think they aren't going to make this unnecessarily complicated as well. But there's no, there's also no, yeah, exactly. There's no reason why they can't say all the Jigglypuff in the wild can only be these six terotypes. If you want the other 12, those are in raids. They could. Sure, I don't, they could, but I don't, I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. Because I don't think that all the raids will have all the terotypes either. I think there, I, I think they will, that. I think they will still limit it where if you want uh you know a dark type ev that can only be available this weekend and there there was pushback yeah, of people being like so. they're not going to limit terror types to raids because then what if you miss the raids well they're already doing that with charizard like if you want charizard you yeah, got two weekends to get charizard and if you miss it if you miss it if you miss it you can you can you can trade for it yeah like, but they're not I don't scared. Think they they're not scared do to to do a raid that might be competitive, competitively viable, and be like, "Well, you yeah. missed it, so good luck, go trade for it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they have. It's done not that, that I don't so. think they wouldn't do it. I I think they won't do it. I think that there's a key difference there. Like, I think that they absolutely could, and I'm not saying they wouldn't do it in a future. I'm saying I don't think that's the case for them. I think we kind of look at a lot of what they've how they did raids before. And they, like Al said, they made certain things that are difficult to get through other means yeah. easier. Like, like, we look at the Charizard, but they're making a Charizard and saying, you can't, you can't get this in the game. Like, you can't find it in the wild. And I think we can't draw a lot uh, from that example to what, what could happen to things that are in the game in the wild and are sparkly weird. Like, I think that's a, that's a tough... That's a tough cavern to guess across. Okay, one more example. Like, let's let's say there's a Voltorb, and the Voltorb appears on a route, but can never be Super Saiyan, but then appears in a raid, and the raids that it, let's say it appears in the upper left hand. I'm just picking. Like, let's just say upper left hand, <laughs> and those raids can only be Ice Rock and Ground, and Voltorb can appear in that, so we know that it can be in an Ice one or a Ground one or a Rock one. But it can't be Super Saiyan in the wild. That is restricting what terror types it could be. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's a lot I mean, of assumptions. That's a, yeah, that's to get assuming to that. that they aren't going to be like every Pokemon can't be Super Saiyan in the wild. Right. That that's the I guess that's the question we have. Can every Pokemon yeah. in the wild can be ev- Super Saiyan? And I mean, so if we look at the games before this, I do we know that. Pokemon in the wild was there were any restricted that couldn't be brilliant that couldn't have the weird glow around the them. static ones there were th- that's the thing there it, there was static yeah. ones in the wild area like that Snorlax that spawned on that bridge could never be brilliant I'm almost positive I've passed yeah, it I, I did for I'm three asking years. I don't think do we know that for brilliant. sure I I don't know I I've not yeah but could you not that. get could you not get Snorlax in another way was that the only Snorlax yeah, in the game oh um. I think that because there was difference because there were ways to get Rosalia. There's the static one that always appeared, but there were other ways to get it as well. But that, so, but that static Rosalia only appeared on weather. Well, I guess technically Snorlax appeared on and weather. Snorlax conditions too. only appears on weather. Well, Snorlax is all weather was except for fog. When it was fog, it was Clefairy. Right. Right, but that means that was it the does only change. Snorlax in the game. So I mean, there's a lot of I mean, there's a lot of questions. To me, and... it seemed like the Pokemon I ran into. That I still can't talk about because it's a new Pokemon. 
um, that was glowing, it felt like a Snorlax. It felt like that Pokemon was always the Snorlax on that route and or it was there because the weather was a certain way. But if it's always there in that weather, but if it's rainy, it's this one. And then. But it's also hard. It's also hard because they were giving you a specific build. They were. And and so, now when I when I I saw the beginning of the game, I will this is not a spoiler, I promise. Saw the beginning of the game when I played it. And then when I watched somebody on Twitch do the beginning, I was like, those Pokémon were not there when I played. Yeah. You gave me a very like Yeah, so it like curated. It, it uh, we're in the weeds in it because you know, at this point it's it's a fun to speculate. Uh, because literally there are so many things that we are assuming that we, we can draw parallels based off of past games, right? Like we can look at what the wild area and the raids den raid dens were before this and say, they're going to most likely, cause most companies do this build off of those ideas, but they could be like, you know what? Yeah. We didn't like any of those ideas and people didn't like him either. So we're going in a new direction. Like it, It's really hard to say. I would say, I would say it feels like the things you can catch in the wild as a sort of exciting hunt thing that anything that could be brilliant in the wild, leaving static, if there are static ones in the game, I'm assuming they're going to be, but again, leaving those aside, those have the potential to be any terror type to have sort of an exciting extra collection mark extra thing to be like hey i yeah. was i searched for 57 hours and i finally found a dragon grievard yeah right like that is a thing i can see them absolutely doing so i think the things we feel safe on is their wording is specific i do think there will be a way to change stereotypes in the future in a dlc because that is the pattern they've set up um, I don't know we have much to go off of for anything else. I think we're missing the important thing here. And that's that the dragon hat looks great. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have seen one new hat that they were like, you can't talk about new hats. Uh, and I wish it was the, the dragon hat is tight. It's, it's really good. Yeah. And second thing I want to point the question is, have we seen any Pokemon with like things coming out their heads with a hat on yet? Like, for example, Grievar. <laughs> Will the hat be above the candle or will it be on the head with the candle like inside the hat? Like glowing through I, the hat? I don't think we've um, seen that. I don't that. know if we've seen it. I'm trying to look on the picture of Charizard where the ears and the horns are and they look like they're hidden. It's inside really the hat. hard to yeah. say. I mean, the whole National Dex happened because they didn't want to put a hat on Waylord. So they're like, well, you know, we're not going to bring Waylord in the game. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to worry valid. about the hat. I actually don't know if they I showed Wilmer or not. I just think I a big Waylord like, with a hat would be very funny. I don't like. Well, did I say the EV EV is November twenty fourth through twenty seventh? Yeah, um, it it does show a grass, fire, water EV in the, the 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 screenshots here, but I I I we don't know if there will be a fairy or dragon or we don't. I guess we don't know. Uh, we it don't says know. various. It says various. <laughs> it yes. says various. Um. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I've yet to see any of the hats that I like. But uh, but the title of it says, Special Terra Raid Battles Increase Your Chance of Encountering Certain Pokemon or Terra Types. 
obviously uh, that or does a lot of work there yeah the or yeah. the or is the working or, hard the or in that is sentence. lifting the entire sentence and carrying a whole lot of wiggle room on its back that so we we need <laughs> we need a break to carry a little wiggle room for the show so we will be we will take a quick break we will come back uh we're gonna talk about uh the Pokemon home stuff, Rotom stuff, uh, and then the uh, the the Dawn fan stuff. So we will be right back, and we are back. Uh, okay, so the other thing from our break, you can't you oh, can't cut things off like that. It's like torture. I didn't think when we you spent don't complete the sentence. Charizard raid battles. <laughs> yeah, but you can't take a catchphrase and then just drop it in the middle. It's like horrific. Uh, okay, we talked about <laughs> we talked about Gimme Ghoul. They have Gimme Ghoul in this press release, but we talked about that. Yeah, Gimme Gimme Ghoul. Gimme Gimme Ghoul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scarlet Book and Violet Book. I love Gimme Ghoul. The Scarlet Book appears in Pokemon Scarlet. The Violet Book appears in Pokemon Violet. I'm just saying what? that just because, you know, there was a black and white situation <laughs> where you bought black, you got Reshiram, you bought... True. <laughs> True. That Black and white was the bait and switch generation. And then if you went to Switch games in black to white, you, you got, you got you double got, screwed. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got tricked all the way down. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> yeah, they really they really get you they got you twice in that this expedition is said to have traversed an uncharted area of the paldea region whether or not the accounts depicted in the books are true it remains unclear photographs and sketches of unidentified creatures to fill both pages of the book and while there are sightings of similar creatures in recent years such reports are rare and specific details around their biology are still a mystery for Scarlet, they showed off a creature called the monster known as Great Tusk. The Scarlet Book describes how savage this monster, uh, the savage monster attacked expedition teams with large body and tusks, uh, mortally, mortally wounding one of their explorers. It is literally saying this monster they, has has they, murdered somebody. They this recently Pokemon is all about how many people can we murder in our ads and people will still buy our games <laughs> the, because they are killing people left and right. The monster known as Iron Treads, it is said in the Violent Book, this monster curls violent its body. Violent Book, not the Violent Book. Violent Book. Violent. <laughs> violent Book. <laughs> monster curls its body and rolls to attack. It leaves a trail gorged into the ground as it has scorched the earth. This okay. feels a lot like Legends Arceus, is all I'm going to say. Oh, like, uh, what are they called? Nobles? Oh, I don't. I... Well, not just the nobles, but the the. Oh, it's a book that has like information about expeditions. Oh, I see, I see, I see, I see. Discovering yeah, yeah. Pokemon and stuff. It yeah, feels yeah, yeah. a lot like what you do yeah, in yeah. Legends Arceus. Speculation here of what this is. Of course, there are some people who saw leaks, uh, so they they know more than that. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to the podcast, we're going to go the speculation route. Look, I had I I played Scarlet and Violet two weeks early and had to record two podcasts, you know, speculating what I did or did not know. And I, I was, people were like, wow, you did a really good job at convincing us. You didn't know. <laughs> I, I, I never want to like, you know, you know, people are avoiding spoilers. I never want to just flat out say stuff. I know the people who want okay, that stuff. They my, just look at my, my first thing from the trailer and from this phrasing, the, uncharted region is the big cloudy part in the middle right like they fly out of it in the trailer i feel like that is just saying we're not going to tell you what's in the middle 
until you play the game is going to stay in I think for me, mystery. it says that the middle is an actual area you can explore, not a giant hole in the region, which I think right. Right, was but I'm what saying I like thought the, maybe two months oh, ago of like, oh, there's just a giant hole here. There's just here. a giant hole. It's, it, this is the donut hole region. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense that that's like, that's the uncharted mystery to me. Like, I, I felt it was interesting that they showed you flying out of this deep clouded yeah, area. Yeah, I feel like like what this did painted a picture that there's like this deep like forest and caves in that center well, that you can't see because of the fog and clouds. Forest and caves in the past version, high-tech computers and munchlax with hot dog machines in the violent ah. future version. It's two different ones. They're displaced in time. The monster the known future. as the great hot one dog the machine. Yes, the great hot dog machine has come to life. I want to say obviously the, these Pokemon look like <laughs> Dawn Fan. I, 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 the, the, you know, the, wouldn't be surprised if Dawn Fan was trending on Twitter that day. I've never seen so many people well, excited for Dawn Fan. People love Donphan, and I have no idea why. The ancient one looks like Donphan. I'm not really sure the future one looks like Donphan. It does in its <laughs> sketch, but in its actual model, it doesn't look anything like Donphan, other than it's got a vaguely similar color scheme. <laughs> well, I well, mean, it, it's it has got, a snout and it rolls. That's Donphan. It's Don got the snout. It's got the tusks. It has it's that got angry looking eyes. Face from Pixar. What's that? Uh, what's that? Wally. It has like a weird like wa- oh. the the what's Wally's girlfriend the white robot. I felt like it has like a very face like Eve. that. Eve, Eve, yeah. It has like a weird digital face. It seemed like the general consensus was a lot of people were on the violet fence with Miraidon over Coridon, but in this instance it seemed like everyone was very into the scarlet prehistoric yeah. looking pokemon versus the a uh, futuristic one, yeah. Which Look, I don't want. I don't want to live in the past. Give me the future. Which I, I don't know if Dawn Fan or a Pokemon that looks like Dawn Fan is enough to convince somebody <laughs> to switch versions. Don't know. Um, but what I, mean, I do I know, both, so it doesn't matter, is that they've done some weird marketing like this before, and we were saying this a little earlier in the break. They did this with Ultra Beast, so they mm. they they called like UBO one, UBO two. Wasn't like uh, but they also had like names. It was like uh, UB was eight um, yeah. poison or whatever. Like it, yeah. it was like this long string of names that they used in the marketing. But in the game, they didn't like kind of mention it at all. It was just like this is Poipol. This think, is this is their. I think they talked about them when you were sent off to catch them. So they were like, oh, you need to go and catch yeah. this one, UBO one, whatever. And then, well, obviously you didn't catch UBO one. That was in the story but anyway um i think you only found out the name once you actually caught it right yeah which is I very think... like legends of like we we don't know what this yeah. is but like we know what this is we know what it is we yeah, yeah. know that it's dawn fan <laughs> but i don't know i don't know if the game's gonna be like i find it hard to like, believe that you catch prehistoric dawn fan and then when you send out prehistoric dawn fan in a battle it says the monster known as the great tusk i find that hard to believe <laughs> yeah i don't think that's going happen. to be its final name <laughs> well it's obviously not going to put the monster up. i could absolutely see them saying great tusk y- yeah i could see that but we all know especially if like it's dawn like we all know there's some weird <laughs> there's weird stuff around like this being like 
you know, kind of the, the past and future stuff. And like, you know, uh, Greg was mentioning like the, the displaced in time doesn't really exist sort of thing. I mean, maybe it just doesn't really exist in and of itself. Why would you give it a name if it doesn't really exist and you only have the one in existence? I guess my question, like, let's let's say for let's say the Don fans known as you catch it, you send it out. It says Great Tusk. I think that's a little weird. Like in 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 eight years, are we going to be like, hey, do you, I man, I miss Great Tusk. Like, are you just not going to say like I I miss Don like I miss the prehistoric Don fan? Like, I mean, we I don't we know, call a we, name. we call things dumb things all the time. Yeah, <laughs> like like Iron Treads. Like, oh man, Iron Treads really. Like, I mean, no one's going to say that. Full stop. Right. <laughs> no one's going to say Iron Treads is great. Right. Like they're just not. <laughs> it, again, it just kind of reminds me of the UB thing where you know people aren't saying like UB04. They're just saying Naganatal Exerkatry. Look. I'm going to say this, UB04 is a lot easier to say than a lot of those names. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of people struggle with Blacephalon, that's true, that's true. Yeah, but can you remember which one is which? Oh no, not at all. I think you know, UB02 look, is already one, one is Feramosa, that's the only one I can remember. Yeah, Feramosa's one, I, Buzzwell's two, I know that for sure. Isn't three the lily one, whatever its name is? <laughs> three is Nylego? <laughs> sure. Yeah. That would be good bar trivia. Like, this this would I, be like... <laughs> as I was saying the other... I was saying yesterday that I don't remember much of my childhood cereal habits because I erased all that, all that to put Pokemon names in my brain. And I have no more room for matching numbers and names. Like, I'm done. I The more I have to remember Pokemon stuff, the less I remember about growing up. In some cases, that's good. <laughs> but I don't get to pick and choose what I forget. And that's the bad part. I had speculation, and nothing has changed. And I I did not see these Pokemon early, for the record. I uh, Nintendo was very adamant when I played the game to do a Titan battle. Um, and when I did the Titan battle uh, against Cloth, which we know is Titan, the I I didn't defeat it. I got it down to like ten percent HP, and then Cloth ran away. It like ran down a path that was very obvious to go follow it. And then Nintendo was like, "Do not follow it." And I was like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> do not follow the Cloth." So it was obvious that I, I I was going to battle Cloth again. But the thing that you know I asked them is you know Cloth did not have a level at all, no level. Um, although to be fair, you could argue that raid Pokemon do not have a level. When you go into a three star or four star or five yeah. star, but they do, they they do have a secret level. We know that five they star do. Pokemon we, yeah. have, I think they're like sixty five ish for a five star. Um, and then we didn't talk about this, but that Charizard raid is a seven star, which I think you know. If there's any takeaway from this entire podcast, I think uh, Al made a really good point of like you know, it seemed like they wanted to do this with Urshifu and Mewtwo and Zeraora, and they they didn't have a way to code that in, and now they figured it yeah. out, right? So Charizard's a seven star, and I think people were saying that, or somewhere it said that that Charizard would be level one hundred. I know that the I'm pretty sure the Zeraora was actually higher level than normal five stars, even though it was a five star. Yeah, in Sword and Shield. So presumably, if they did that again, it would be a seven star or six. I had the theory, playing my experience, that the the gyms were left in a not level scaling traditional sense for people who are coming back to Pokemon games, which happens more times than people have people give credit for. Like people step away from the series for five, six, three years. They come back. They want that familiarity. 
And to me, it felt like the Titan battles were like the new things that scaled. But I don't know. Maybe maybe the cloth was actually level 20. They just never showed what the level was. It will always be level 20. But there is an illusion that like you don't know what the level is. So like, right. how do you even prepare for it? Um, but I mean, it doesn't show you. We we know that has to have levels because that's how the games work. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, but, but it, on the back you know, you end, may it could get be that it. the game reads your level right. and it rounds it up or down. Probably not. That's giving Game probably Freak a not. lot of credit. It probably is run like the raid dens in which the levels jump up. But when you, technically, you do the, 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 the DLC did read your data and it did jump up accordingly. So yeah. they did. Te- well, they only did two. It was did right. you beat Leon? Did you not beat Leon? Did not beat Leon. Again, they could, you know, when the DLC came out, Sword and Shield was already established. That base code was already there. There maybe wasn't a way to be more precise in, like, do you have two badges? Do you have four badges? Do you have six? They they figured out the right stuff. They were like, we need seven stars. There's probably going to be six. We need five stars. So maybe they figured out something here. But we're, we're, we're assuming that the Great Tusk and Iron Treads are Titan battles, right? Like, Yeah, I mean... They've shown one Titan battle. Yeah. We've shown one Titan battle since then, and obviously there will be more. I mean, what is your assumption based on? The the, the assumption is Arvin has the book, and Arvin is the one that introduces you to the cloth. (sighs) Yeah, okay, but also cloth isn't, isn't, it's not implied that it's mysterious in the same sort of way. Like, I'm not saying I don't think there'll be Titans, but I'm also saying I'm not, like, I, I would expect... So if we, if we look at like if we take legends with the the titan bar the what were they called the noble nobles bar, right like not all of your new legends pokemon were even though there were like a handful of them they weren't all noble battles there was like a, a selection of them that were um and so like there might be more of these some of which are and some of which aren't like i just don't think we have any kind of indication like the cloth was very definitely big like it was a big boy um, yeah, I think cloth cloth is the introduction to Titans, and I I would I would assume that they're yeah. the, the the thing that I also again I I don't know how many Titans there would be I don't know how many Team Star people there would be although although the the everyone is saying there's five Team Stars because it's yeah. based off like it's constellations a, or something it's a five pointed star. Oh, well, that too. <laughs> There's five points on a standard star. It's a five-pointed so, okay, star. We, so very likely that there are five team star There's members. probably five times We know for sure there are eight gym leaders. The yeah. thing that they haven't told us is how many titans there are. Yeah, I mean, it. so... We know one. We know cloth. We know cloth. It, it, it is possible, and like to, to kind of like go off of what Al is saying, it is possible that... Much like alpha Pokemon exist in Legends Arceus, these are alpha Pokemon that exist in the Uncharted region. There may be more of them instead of one Titan. They may be alpha type Pokemon that exist in that region and there be multiple of them. So, like, again, we don't know which way they're going. Is it a single battle against a super large one or are they spawning alphas that have you know unusual names because it's in this uncharted territory i don't i don't know people but, probably do know but also instead of things. doing b in one game alistair in the other they're doing great tusk in one game right iron treads in the other which 
Well, yeah, I think that's a fair assumption, whether yeah. they're titans or not. That that's right. I think that's pretty I, clear. It, you have I, a, an ancient-looking Pokemon, a future-looking Pokemon, and right, right, two right. games that have those but same it's style. It's because right. because they tied it to Arvin's storyline, which they 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 did through. Uh, can we just we didn't say this? Fair. The the yeah, okay. the, the the trailer that we're watching had no dialogue, no people talking. It was just <laughs> Ed Sheeran singing for four minutes. <laughs> So, like, I, even in the press release, it I read it to you guys. It says, here are the books. One book is Great Tusk. One book is Iron Treads. But the the unspoken thing is Arvin is the one holding these books. And Arvin is the one leading you through the Titan stuff. Presumably leading you through the Titan stuff because he's the one that says, like, you should battle cloth. Right? He's, like, the one that says you should battle cloth. The girl yeah. with the weird armband i can't remember her name neoma is the one saying like we should do the gyms and yeah. then i don't know what's implying that you should do team star but we know the the girl that doesn't come to school oh uh the one with the backpack yeah whatever her name is yeah she's probably the final team star boss <laughs> they made her yep. all cute and cuddly so she destroys you at the end do you uh, before we move on from the violet and scarlet book does this change any form of excitement like it's kind of weird that they they it, they show two pokemon based off dawn fan in a trailer with ed sheeran and not that aaron sheeran's <laughs> bad it's just like most of their trainers I'm most very of their, curious where you're going with most this. of their trainers <laughs> trailers explain it a little bit there's no explanation here it is just here are two Don fans, Ed Sheeran's in the background. We hope you buy our game. Like, yeah. it feels like this, they should have maybe explained what you're going... Maybe they don't have to. Maybe people are they just so excited. I think, I think they're just going for the intrigue at this point. Yeah. Because, like, I also think there's, there's definitely got to be something to do with... Like, the, there is no... I want to talk about Wiglet, right? There's no coincidence, right, that Wiglet looks like Diglett, and they talked about that in the, in the stuff they did. And then we have, oh, here's two things that look like Don Fan. Like, these things, I feel, have to be connected somehow. Mm. Um, you don't think that Great Tusk is going to be... You think it's similar to Wiglet? As in, like, it looks... I, everyone not, thinks it's... Possibly. Pal yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Possibly. I, and, like, I don't think that Wiglet just happens to look like Diggle. I don't think that they've just gone, oh, this is, you know we'll just design a Pokemon and oops, it looked like Wiglet, right? Because when they talked about it, when they actually talked about what it was called and what it was, the whole point of that video was, oh, it looks like Diglett. They actually say that in the reveal. Well, they say and that so, like, in the weird Japanese that. one that never came to the... Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah, talked yeah. about that. But they, they, don't, <laughs> they don't say that and then not ever talk about it again, right? They don't say that without knowing what they're doing. They don't accidentally design two Pokemon that look exactly the same without knowing what they're doing with that and then talk about it. Is this where is this where I go on and I say that I don't think that the the cycle Zar evolves into Coridon and Miridon? So it <laughs> evolves into or is related to? Uh, I think related to is a million percent possible uh because we have carbon not and in, not in a car i don't know uh, yeah. see i don't think in a carbon dance oh of. you don't think uh, see, no. i i think i think it's carbon dance anyway to me it's a manaphy fion way now you can breed your legendaries and you get cyclar but cyclar cannot evolve into correct interesting i didn't think about that i like that theory though i'm very into that 
I mean, they I don't are think Cycles somehow. are evolves into Coridon Miridon. And I, I, I still think that is a definite possibility, but I haven't seen leaks, so y'all I are like, against I don't think this is happening. <laughs> well, I, I, both, I, both of you have looked at the leaks and you actually know, and you're just leading me on, so. But I, I do like how Al circled the Dawn fan stuff back to Wiglet. Because I, I, th- I think that, I think. We've all just stopped talking about Wiglet. Yeah. Yeah, because it's bad. No, we, what? Why? Are you out of your mind? He's long. Look, I, I just, I feel <laughs> a like a lot of things are long and bad. Yeah. No, 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 that's not true. Alone Executor, long and great. Uh, Gigantamax nope. Meowth, long and great. Nope. Wiglet, long and great. Nope. Oh, man. <laughs> here's here's the other thing I, ju- I i just thought of we've only seen one paldean pokemon right am i wrong we've yeah. only seen whooper well we've only seen paldean whooper because and... everyone thought paldean paldean diglet right yeah that is wiglet yeah uh, i'm just double checking and... the list official list yeah uh, it's only paldean at this point yeah there's only the evolution for Drafferig. Which isn't Paldean, it's just an evolution. Yeah, correct. It correct. happens yes, in yes, Paldea. Yes, yes. Um, so I think, I would say that this marketing reminds me of X and Y, where they tried to not... The, the thing about X and Y marketing, and I remember this very well, because like when the show, when this podcast started, we started shortly after HeartGold SoulSilver. No surprises there, it was just a remake. And then Black and White was coming out, and that was, you know, the U.S. and for Al, the, the, you know, Europe had to wait eight months because it came to Japan first and yeah. everyone else had to wait. So we knew we, we looked at the entire Pokedex and we saw everything and we were building our teams. People wanted Chandelure on their teams and people hated Sock and Throw before they, they came out. Like people still hate Sock and Throw. <laughs> but like there were there was eight months of waiting for these games to come out to the U.S., and then the whole deal about X and Y was it was like this big worldwide game. And the Pokemon company oh, yeah. knew that. And they wanted everyone to experience and have these surprises at the same time. And then that game leaked. And, you know, it leaked in various ways. You know, everyone, well, I don't know if everyone, but I remember the dude that got it in Canada. He, his friend sold it from GameStop. And he was posting things on Instagram. And people were running to Instagram to see, like, what these Pokemon evolved into or to see Skidoo for the, not the first time, but like to see like these new Pokemon through <laughs> Instagram posts. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, his Instagram disappeared and the word on the street was Nintendo, you know, sent him to Azkaban. But they did a pretty, we're not going, we're going to show you enough to get you excited, but we want to save all these surprises and secrets for you. And then in the, in the uh, sun and moon era, they it, it, they went the complete opposite. It felt like every week they were showing two to three new Pokemon. And it was every week we were getting something new. And it was like, well, here's everything. And then for Sword and Shield, they kind of took steps back. And for this game, it took it went it feels like they went all the way back to X and Y where they were confident that they don't have to show a lot to sell these games. Maybe because they were so confident in the fact that these games are open world and that's what people wanted. And they they had a huge ego boost from selling 26 million copies of Sword and Shield. 
like uh, just a reminder to everyone that Sword and Shield are the yeah. second best-selling Pokemon games of all time, and yeah, that has I not been beaten think, in twenty-three years. I also think the the thing about Sun and Moon is was happening during their twentieth anniversary, right? Like they were really hitting the twentieth anniversary thing hard, way better than the twenty-fifth. So, like, I don't, I don't know that. I think their normal non-anniversary aspect of approaching games is to is to dole it out and keep the mystery. And Sun and Moon happened right when Pokemon Go was going to come out, the 20th anniversary, and so they were just really flooding the sort of engagement, excitement cycle of them celebrating the 20th anniversary. I think their normal way is doing it like they do for X and Y, like then it's for Heart and Shield, and like they're doing it here. I think... Because of the 20th anniversary, Sun and Moon are the exception to how they normally go about business. <laughs> I mean, it, I it, agree. It, it, it does. <laughs> there, there's like Al and I couldn't help ourselves. We looked at some of the leaks. Totally fine, I guess. Whatever. Some but, of the leaks. <laughs> there's even a leak channel in Slack that I refuse to yeah, go into. I, look, there's, there's, there's also studies out there that show that, you know, knowing the ending of a movie doesn't yeah, technically. It doesn't ruin your experience of it so there are multiple studies that show knowing spoilers doesn't ruin your experience and i again i want to stress i am not against spoilers because i will be spoiling myself midnight on thursday i'm against the current leak culture of people who don't have the community's best interest in mind yes who put things in who put things out months in advance who put false things in with true things who manipulate the community for views for clout to get people upset that is the culture i'm gonna get and that's what i will not give into i can wait like people are like have you looked at the leaks and no again it's not because i hate being spoiled like we will talk about shortly with the anime that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is this culture beforehand of people who could give a flip about the fans and the community and are just trying to trick people or pull one over on people or, or do yeah. most of the various things that they do. Yeah, these, these um, YouTubers what I'm or content it. creators or a lot of the time, they're not even that. They're, they're out there for themselves, right? How right. can I figure out how shiny hunting works before everyone else? Because I want those views. I right. want that successful YouTube video to get the money, to get the subscribers. If I tell you how Wiglet evolves, I'm assuming Wiglet evolves. Uh, it, it, does that get me more retweets than somebody else? Because I said it right. first, right? Like they 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 are not here for you know satisfying people's maybe maybe there's one or two out there that are like trying right. to leak properly to you know but like i watched a twitch stream of somebody playing it and the they they had 400 people i promise you i'm not gonna spoil anything they had 400 people watching them play and i i laughed because in in their stream title it said cartridge player um and i laughed because <laughs> it, was, it was obviously they were obviously Absolutely not running a cartridge not. they were running an emulation of it right like like most people are running an emulation, and you can tell they're running an emulation because every time they use the move snarl, the whole game would like drop a million frames and it was like very jagged. And they had 400 people watching, they had no camera, they weren't talking, they were just playing. The game was running terribly. And I, I laughed because their stream title said cartridge. Um, and everyone in chat was talking about like, 
where's the site to get the emulation, right? Like everyone was like, where, where can I download it? <laughs> but I was watching this player and for some reason they had a team of brand new Pokemon and they were obsessed with Fletchling. They like wasted all of their materials on a Fletchling and they eventually caught the Fletchling and then they decided they were going to use the Fletchling. And I'm like, you have so many new Pokemon, but you, 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 you want to <laughs> use the Fletchling. That's cool. Whatever, man. And then I watched them uh, attack a Hoppip. I'm pretty sure Hoppip's been shown off. But um, the Hoppip only knew Splash. And it was just splashing. And I watched him continue to growl this Hoppip. Growl. Lowering attack. The Hoppip doesn't have an attack. It's splashing. Um, and I'm just like, have, have you, what, 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 how did I get here? What, how, well, why, yeah. and I why did you get there? I couldn't Mike, stop I watching because then I like, watched why him. Why are you supporting these people? And then I watched him attack a, a trainer who had a Mudbray. Mudbray's been confirmed. You know, we, we love horses in the back. And this Mudbray just went through his team, just destroyed his entire, I was like, this man is going to lose to a level 14 Mudbray in front of 400 people. This is embarrassing. I need to see this through. But I think to myself, this, this person went out of their way to download an emulation of a brand new game to, in fact, get an audience to watch them. Have they, they don't care about Pokemon. It's like, maybe they do. Maybe they just haven't played Pokemon in 10 years and they, they forgot what the move Growl did. But like, what are you doing? Man? Like, what, what is your end goal here? Because if your end goal is to spoil it for people, you're doing a really bad job. Yeah. And if your end goal is to like enjoy <laughs> yeah. the game, maybe, I don't know, maybe you are. Yeah, you're also doing a bad job. But also, but you know, I saw these players play, do this the same for Sword and Shield, right? This is, this is part of why Sword and Shield got a bad rap. Because Sword and Shield, all these people were emulating it. And then Reddit and Twitter... These people that were so against Sword and Shield because of the national decks were saying, look at this. this. When you battle Zashi and Zamazenta, there's not even music. When you when you climb up this ladder, right. the game breaks. When you do this, the, the frame rate looks terrible. Yeah, because none of these players were playing on a cartridge. They were playing on a very poor yeah. emulation right. version. And that's what people are seeing. And... It, look, it, look if, if there was somebody who was actually playing with a cartridge, actually knew what they were doing, actually was trying to engage with their audience, they would actually probably help Nintendo out and be like, wow, people are excited. But the people running emulations with with no talking can't even play the game. When you look at it, I, I, I sat there and I was like, I know this is emulation. I, I, I know this dude has no clue what they're doing. But if I, if I was on the fence about Pokemon, that stream felt like it would hurt yeah. potential sales because it looks... And I, runs I, I, so this, this, poorly, and there's no way to be like. I mean, if you know nothing about what's happening, right? And you read in the title "cartridge," like everything about that is just like I understand bad. why Nintendo's it's taking these streams down. It's not because they, well, they obviously they care about being spoiled, but it it does such a poor job at it, selling this game. It does a disservice to their game because it's not the final product. It does a disservice to the community because. You know, if people are on the fence and they're like, oh, I'm going to go watch the game and it looks like trash, like it it frustrates me because I again, I look, I read movie plots before I go see them. If I think I, I don't know if I want to sit through this because it doesn't matter to me that, that it's quote unquote spoiled because 
I will have an experience watching the film that's not spoiled by me knowing. Like part of part of films is how they un reveal how, and tell you the story of how they got there. It's the fact that these people really just do not give any care about what they're doing for this franchise, for these cartridges. They are just doing it for themselves. They don't care if they're right. They don't care if they're wrong because they're there to make a splash and disappear and watch the chaos that comes after. And even with even with Legends of Arceus, same thing, right? People were running emulated versions early. And I, again, I, I tuned in because I'm, I'm, I'm curious behind like the thought process of what they're doing. And, you know, you, you see these people with 400, 500 people watching them play Legends. The next day they switch to Fortnite or Call of Duty and they have three people watching. Like, it's almost like, yeah. well, if I can stream this game early, which has obviously like whether or not you like Pokemon, Pokemon is a huge franchise with a huge fan base and it attracts eyes. And it's it's like. The reason you have two to three people watching you play Fortnite is because you're not a very interesting streamer. You're not. Yeah. Like, and that sounds mean, but like, you know, there are plenty of successful Fortnite streamers out there. They're successful because they're good, because they're entertaining, because they're funny, because they, they provide some value. The value you are providing to streaming Legends Arceus early is no one else's. And as soon as other yep. people are, or as soon as you switch, your value goes away. Yep. Even when you're streaming Legends, or in this case, streaming Scarlet and Violet, and 400 people are watching you lose to a Mudbray because you don't understand how, how Bulldoze works, <laughs> your value is you're the only person right now streaming this, <laughs> and you're not doing it very well. But yeah, it just uh, it's frustrating because what what Greg said... A lot of people are leaking because they're trying to take advantage and manipulate to get some sort of benefit instead of like, I'm, I, they genuinely care about Pokemon or they genuinely care about their community in some sense. It kind of goes back to like a month ago when I played Scarlet and Violet early and Nintendo was like, well, you, you can play for an hour. Your appointment is two hours. And I saw all of these other people that had the same appointment as me going like, I played for two hours. I played for three hours. Like, why are you lying to your community? What benefit do you get that one person said they played for one hour and you're saying you played for three hours? Like, why? Like, if like it just frustrates me so much that people support, like, I don't know. It, it's just like this, well, I played for three hours, so watch my YouTube video. Like, what? You played for an hour, man. An hour 15, if you're being generous, because I don't know if you know this. You did a raid battle. I did a raid battle. Those raid battles are time, 10 minutes. It couldn't have been an hour raid battle. There's a 10-minute timer. Like, come on. Yeah. Just, like, stop taking advantage of the people who who have put you in this privileged position. It's frustrating. I mean, this is the funny thing. Like, I wonder what their long-term strategy is with this. And I guess the answer is they don't have one. They don't have one. <laughs> right. Because like, let me don't... tell you, I have that exact experience in other ways of getting a massive audience for a very short period of time. They don't stick around if you don't keep doing the same right. thing. So, like, I got a massively viral TikTok once. It got over a million views. Like, insane. Um, and uh, my highest since then has been, like, 10,000. So <laughs> they don't keep doing the exact same right. thing that they want. They just they won't stick around. It's it's but not like they they won't go. Oh, I found your your Lego building interesting. That's fine. I'll stay for your random political rants. Like, of course they're <laughs> not going to do that. Right, right. 
I, I always think like the example of this, the darkness that people exist where the people who bought a Harry Potter book or at the front of the line quickly read the back and then went up and down oh, yeah. the line of people waiting, screaming what the ending was, right? <laughs> like these are these people. This is why I, I have a pretty, I've got, I, and, and the stuff with like, I was already kind of against people doing that to begin with from those examples. And then sword and shield really solidified the cold nugget I have in my heart for leakers where I'm like, I give none of you anything anymore. I, I, I think you are a blight on fandoms at this point because you, you are there to make people suffer more than you're there to bring them up. Speaking of suffering, Pokemon Home. Uh, <laughs> why am I still paying in for the Pokemon surprise Home? of the century? <laughs> the latest battle statistics from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will be soon available in the mobile device of Pokemon Home. Uh, from the app, players are able to view information about trainers ranking, frequently used Pokemon, online competitions. I don't know. Somebody at Game Freak figured out that Picolytics existed. Uh, players will be able to see what <laughs> moves, abilities, held items are being used in battle. This update is scheduled for early 2023. Compatibility. Fair, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, to be fair, this information was available previously. It was just only on their website and like at certain points. like. After certain com- competitions, they would put this in. Yes. They don't have like an ongoing good. So this is, this is good. I like this. Compatibility between Scarlet Violet Home is slated for spring of 2023. <sighs> there was, I don't, I don't know what happened, but so many people thought that Home was supposed to come out for Legends and BDSP spring of 2022. It didn't end up coming until what, like June? Um. Or May or something. It was late. I can't remember. It was, it was late, but like it wasn't that late. It wasn't June. But I don't. There for the timestamp this podcast. They're saying spring of 2023. This is what I'm saying because like like yeah. I felt like they did say spring of 2022, and then when when I looked and when I researched, I couldn't find anything about spring. But I swore when they originally and a lot of people did. A lot of people thought I wasn't alone. A lot of people thought early. But they're saying spring of 2023. Um, after players have linked either title to home, they'll be able to transfer Pokemon between Scarlet and Violet to home and bring Pokemon from past games into the Paldea region. Uh, nowhere in here does it say if it touched Paldea, it can go back to Sword and Shield. Unsure of that in, in the past that hasn't been available. Yeah, I'd be surprised. I mean, we don't... Again... Clarification: <laughs> We don't actually know whether they have any changes to the the de- Pokemon data structure in this generation. I'm guessing they must do because they have the Terra type. In which case, I don't see why they would change their strategy and suddenly have a backwards compatibility with it. But it's possible. Um, it's possible. Um, they have done some I, stuff, yeah. weird stuff with the Legends stuff. Yeah, where I mean, they they but yeah. that wasn't. Legends that also a very tiny game. Shall we say? True. It is confirmed that linking Scarlet and Violet to Go will allow you to receive Gimmigool ro- roaming form in Pokemon Go. Players who with save data from Legends Arceus, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, Sword or Shield, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee will receive a phone case, Rotom phone case, in the respective games. You have all four. 
or in this case, two, four, six, seven games, you get all four cases. You're not getting a different case for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. One of those two games will give you yeah. the Let's Go Pikachu case. Um, but it's not like you get to, if you have all the games, you don't get, you get all of it. So you don't get to just right. pick one. I know that was a frequent question. Um, the, I'm going to say that, uh, you clearly had a hand in designing these game cases because when flipped horizontal, the eyes don't go horizontal like they do in sword and shield. They stay in their vertical form. Good. So you're a garbage <laughs> human for making that happen in this game because it looks bad. Good. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Finally, there will be a, a day one patch for these games. Uh, it will go from 1.0.0 to 1.0.1. It should be about one, of the, uh, one gig other big. Games recently have a day one patch? I believe Sword and Shield did. I think they all have. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think they, they all did. Legends did and BDSP both did as well. Yeah, I think Sword BDSP had because two had... day one patches. Sword and Shield <laughs> did because it had to add the missing music from the Zashi and oh, yeah. to battle. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, but no. BDSP had two day one patches. It did. Bizarre. Yeah, and the day one enough, patches already on the servers. Still, by the way, still you know still bad, even with two <laughs> day one patches. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, there's a lot of bugs that they had to add. To hey, day I, one. I do want to like, say one thing. I again, spoilers or not spoilers, the the shiny the starters are shiny locked. I, I do want to say that it's not briefcase simulator. I know some people spend $60 to turn on and off their game over and over in front of a briefcase. Don't yuck there, yeah. Uh, you do it. You, you know, honestly, briefcase simulator, probably the best part about Diamond and Pearl at this point. You know, that briefcase was really well animated, looked beautiful, great colors. You can't do this with, you want, you want a different color, Fue Coco? Too bad. Too bad, as I said, you're going to have to read it. There, there, there is the argument where people are like, I spent the money on the game, let me play the game how I want. But there's also the argument of, look, Game Freak wants you to explore the thing they made. Go do it. I mean, it's not like they don't explore the game after they spent 60 hours mm -hmm. opening and closing the Is that true? Briefcase. Because I have talked to <laughs> yeah. a lot of people who have never gotten past Briefcase Simulator, so I don't know if that's true. Yeah, It is true. There's somebody listening I to the show I, I right now who is still hunting a shiny yeah, pimple and they have hunting. not They'll seen the rest of Diamond Shining Pearl. To be fair, there's not a lot to see over there. <laughs> to be fair, they've had the best experience of Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl because the rest of us who went exploring were like, this is garbage. I agree with the point that yes, you should let me play the game how I want, but I would also say it's not like they're not letting you get the shiny Pokemon. And it's just this one specific way of getting that Pokemon, right? Like breeding is a thing that has been in these games for ages. And also, yeah. if you're the person who's like, oh, I really hope that we can do this, right? Give up. They're, they're never going to give you a shiny starter ever again. It's just not happening. No, no starters and no legends will ever be a shiny in a Pokemon game again. It's just the way it is. Deal with it. And for those saying, well, they did for Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, the, the faithful... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, come on. Faithful Al, aren't you on the Shaman Shiny Hunt, Al? I am. I am currently so, at 1,020 about resets. Getting over that they'll never have well, like, Shiny like again the, in the, any the, game. And you are you are literally not playing a game right now uh, so you can sh hunt Shaman. I think you are, <laughs> Greg, I think you'll find this is my dedicated Shaman Shiny Hunting Switch. <laughs> 
That's I am even not worse. even joking. That's this is the other Switch worse. thing I'm playing other games on. Oh man! Yeah, I, this I is mean, the like, darkest timeline. There, there, you know, if to me, and I don't know if this is the way Game Freak or the Pokemon Company or Nintendo thinks is like. If your experience is only the first five minutes of the game over and over and over and over again, how can you fall in love with that game? And I think that's important to them of like the reason that people have such fond memories of HeartGold SoulSilver is because they, they went through the whole game. They, they, they reached it to red. They had Pokemon following them. They saw Kanto again. Like there are reasons why people's favorite Pokemon games are their favorite Pokemon games. None of those reasons are I sat there and I turned on and off the game over and over and I got a slightly different colored Pokemon. In order for Game Freak to get people to fall in love with a game, they have to see what they created. And they know people are doing this. They know people are doing this. That's why they locked it. They know people want specific shinies like Zygarde. They locked it. So they can have a distribution, or in a future game, they can give it to you. This is intentional. This isn't because they don't care. They do care about how they control their own narrative to their own game. And it's the same with the National Decks. They know that even though there was all that commotion on Twitter, or Reddit, or Discord, or wherever people complained, they know that that decision was going to play out for them in the for their favor in the long run. They know that by taking away Pokemon and then reintroducing them, it gets people excited. Like, oh my gosh, my favorite Pokemon is finally coming back to this game and I can go find them and get them. Again, I think it's it's the we're pushing you to play this game because we're confident in what we made and you will love it. And if you really want a shiny Sprigatito, you can still get it, just not here. Go out. It's almost like yeah. It's almost like your parents when you were a child being like, "Go outside and play. Go do that." And then you can, when you come back, you can do whatever you want, but just get some fresh air, make some friends, you know, rip your jeans playing tag, and then come back. Um, which their product, they have every right to say like. You, you, we want you to do this. This is how we want you to, to do that. Oh, you mean Game Freak? I thought like, oh, to yeah, be yeah. Fair, your parents, your product. And I'm like, oh, now hold on a minute. <laughs> well, you know, in the sense Hold of- on a second. We're going to get into some deep parenting at this point. <laughs> yeah, not the, the Game Freak, not the parenting. We need to take a break. We'll, we'll take one more break here. Um, and then uh, I don't think we'll spend a lot of time on the Ash stuff. But we do have to talk about it, and then, um, you know, we'll wrap up the show. So, uh, we will be right back. And we are back from our break. I think we covered everything in regards to Scarlet and Violet. Uh, also, the only thing I'm seeing here is uh, the, the flying Pikachu. Uh, you'll still be able to get that within the first, like, two months. You don't need Nintendo Online for that. You don't need to pre-order the game. Um, whether you get it the release of or for Christmas, um, you'll just be able to go to Mystery Gift to redeem the Flying Pikachu. It is not a pre-order bonus. It is just a, I bought it before the allotted time a bonus. <laughs> early purchase. Early purchase early bonus, purchase. I believe, is the way they describe that. 
uh, 4 a.m. a couple days ago, I got a press release saying Ash Ketchum has become the world champion. I got two press releases, actually. Spoiler alert. One, one, <laughs> one of that being from the Pokemon company, one of that being from Nintendo. If, if, you, if you don't want to hear us talk about this, I guess skip through this. Uh, I'm just going to read the press release. I, didn't, I, I, I watched the match. I don't know if we need to talk about the match, but I think we need to talk more about like what this means for the future. Which mm. I guess no one really it means knows what Ash this means. Ash can finally die, <laughs> set free from his coma. It says the boy from Pallet Town achieves his goal after 25 seasons, becoming the world's strongest trainer. Ash's victory in the latest episode, Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series premiered in Japan and world and and will air worldwide in the future. In the latest season of the <laughs> anime. Ash and Pikachu have put their training toward the test. As a result, Ash has officially achieved his goal of becoming the new monarch of the Pokemon World Coronation series. This historic win represents a culmination of Ash's adventure in the Pokemon world from countless battles to challenging quests spanning 25 years. Since the start of their journey in the Kanto region, Ash and Pikachu have faced numerous rivals, often coming in shy of a tournament victory. However, the pair have continued to forge ahead with Ash securing the first title of Pokemon League Champion at the Manalo Conference in Alola, signifying how far he has come as a Pokemon trainer. Ash's title of World Champion is a significant pop culture milestone and a celebration for Pokemon fans around, this is their words, not mine, uh, around the world who have remained committed to following his journey for 25 years. Quote, Ash's, Ash Ketchum's determination and perseverance to achieve his goal of becoming the world's top Pokemon trainer over the course of 25 seasons represent that the very best of what it means to be a trainer, end quote, said, um, I don't, Taito Okiara, vice president of marketing for Pokemon Company International, quote, we cannot wait to celebrate this moment with Pokemon fans when the newest season of Pokemon Ultimate Journeys, the series, and and this adventure-defining episode airs around the world in the coming year. This season, fans won't want to miss, end quote. Also, it says that this is exclusively to Netflix in the U.S. Um, and, yeah, I think the Nintendo press release says ultimately the same thing. I don't, I don't have an issue with the, the, the spoiling the thing in general. What I have the issue with is we, don't, we didn't have the ability to watch it before the spoiling now i totally understand why they've done it this way because like when when he won when he won alola they didn't publish it on any english news things but it's still like we all knew immediately anyway. but i guess so i understand why the the dub takes a while to air Um, i don't understand why it takes more time to air here than it does in america it's the exact same thing but let's move that interestingly (laughs) it hasn't for the most recent series we had all 12 all the 12 episodes that are on US Netflix, we had them before they went to the US this time. First time it's ever happened that I've noticed. But anyway, that aside, I don't understand why they can't have some ability for fans who care to watch a subbed version of it, even the day after it launches in Japan. It doesn't have to be at the same time. I get they they probably have some exclusivity around the same day. That's pretty standard. But the day after like yeah i mean subbing would not be that big a deal the issue that i 
generally have with it. And like a lot of people were upset that they got spoiled. And I'm like, well, th- I mean, you have to face the facts that there was no way that this was going to stay under wraps. Yeah. Right. Like, right. They yeah. played it on giant TV screens outside in Japan. <laughs> like it was not going to stay a secret. The issue that I have around this is they don't prioritize localization at all because there are yeah. a ton of very popular anime series that have simulcasts that have subs the day after that go up immediately to help solve this problem. And it is a unique, it's weird because they're like playing both sides of the fields because they're one saying it's not worth localizing it because it's just a kid's show, but you send a press release out to literally CNN and everybody else to say, this is a major achievement. And they're trying to have both coins both sides of the coin, but I have the cake, whatever you want, whatever horrible metaphor you want. <laughs> they kind of need to understand that the way they have a worldwide experience for their games should shift to having a worldwide experience yeah. for their anime. It bothers me that they treat the anime so poorly. And I understand that it's not as popular as it is in Japan and the deals that they made are worse and they have to go through Netflix and these other third parties to get these on for whatever reasons, like they've made some, because they don't treat it like a valuable property. I think they've made a lot of bad deals with who gets to show their stuff. Again, I don't mind spoilers. I don't care that I know that he won. It doesn't ruin my experience. I just, it annoys me that we will know this and it will be probably a year before we get to watch it because they don't prioritize localization. No, we, we're supposed to get it at the end of the year, by before the end of the year on Netflix. Are, have they said that for really? sure? Yeah, it just said. It said, it said uh, no, it says in the coming oh, in the year. Coming in the year. coming Sorry, year. I, That's in a bit, the coming because, year. Because it, so far, it has been, certainly in America, it has been uh, 12 episodes every three months. And so we have still at least 40 episodes to go. We are getting new yeah, episodes just very soon, but yeah, I don't think it'll be the 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 rest of we them. Ha- there are thirty episodes that are out, so that's more than two batches. The spoiler stuff is kind of like when you saw the Masters Eight for the first time, and you saw Cynthia and Iris and Leon and Ash. Like th- there, there's no secret. It's Ash and Leon are the finals. Yeah, like right, like to say like oh i wonder who's going to like be who's going to beat who it's like well it's going to be ash and leon like it, it like yes you, you say that you say that but they've not always done it that way this has not been the standard thing like i think that would have been the ma- thing that made most sense for this series based on clearly they want him to have progression now they've clearly been improving him over the time but like until alola you couldn't even guarantee he was being going to be in the final right well, I would maybe say X and Y. X, X and Y, he was in the final, but were you convinced when you were, what, like, before that happened that it was definitely going to happen? Uh, that I, I can't, I, I don't know of. I, I, was, I was surprised that Ash got knocked out so early in black and white. Well. But, <laughs> but I yeah. watched a lot of black and white. I didn't watch yeah, a lot I of mean, X and Y. The teaser trailers, like, you can, you can at least sort of say, hey... This is probably the most likely outcome, but they could still surprise me. Like, that's the whole point of a teaser yeah. poster. <laughs> like, yeah. is, is misdirection hinting, let you let you speculate. Um, this is a very different thing. And, like, I don't, again, it's a thing that happened. They couldn't keep it under their hats. 
it's spoiled because it actually happened. I just wish they decided to make the anime a worldwide experience like they do yeah. their games. Well, okay, with the spoiler stuff, we we should be pretty clear here. In the sense of Alola, when Ash won Alola, the English Twitter tweeted uh, just in like an image of like uh, like Ash, right? There, it, it was. They didn't publicly say Ash won. They didn't acknowledge it. But not only did Polygon, Kotaku, Bulba P, like like gaming oh, yeah. websites pick it up and and quote unquote spoil it. But mainstream media did. When Ash won Alola, that yeah. was on ESPN.com. Like ESPN.com covered Ash winning Alola. <laughs> and I think that was the turning point of them saying, well, we're, we're leading to Ash having a bigger victory. He's, he's finally going to achieve the one thing he was going for. I mean, a lot of people would argue that him winning Alola was, uh, was kind of him achieving that. In a sense, but I mean, if you look at any sport, when the New York Giants win, is that a that's a baseball team? I think when 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 they win, they don't go like, okay, we won. No, they they want to win again, right? They <laughs> they want. <laughs> yeah, ha- having said that, they do say in this press release that he has achieved his goal. And his goal was, he has always stated his goal, and they've been stating this throughout journeys, his goal is to become a Pokemon master. And that's not, that's not his goal is to win a specific championship. His, his goal is to become a Pokemon master. That's not something, becoming a Pokemon master isn't something you do multiple times. Yeah, I mean, uh, just, to, just to finish my point, I, I think they, they knew that they had to say something because based on Alola, that this was going to be mainstream media. So even yeah. if you're if you're the yeah. person on Twitter that's yeah. like, I muted Pokemon for the week, I muted Shiny, I muted Scarlet and Violet, I muted all of these things, mainstream media is still probably going to push in somewhere in your life where you're going to hear that Ash one. So like instead of what they yeah. did two years ago or whatever, when he won three years ago or whatever, when he won Alola, they were like, you know what? We're going to use this to our advantage. And we're just going to also just let everyone know that he won. Um, which, you know, they're, what a coincidence a brand new game is coming out <laughs> next week. And they can use that to their advantage, marketing-wise. <laughs> um, I mean, there, there is no secret that the anime is a huge propeller, is a huge force to selling merchandise and games and their card stuff like like you could argue that the anime is a 23 minute commercial every week that we we've seen the numbers over 60 percent of all of the money they make is from merchandise again they they kind of knew that this couldn't be kept a secret because it would hit espn.com again but like i guess the question is like where do they go from here now Right. They, they, well, this is this is the thing. I think the argument isn't they ha- they couldn't say anything. I think the argument is they need to be able to deal with that better in the future. Yeah. Well, and, and my also, hope, my hope is that they realized it was an issue after the Alola one, but the deals for the next series were already in place. They yeah. couldn't do anything about that. So I'm really hoping that they've sorted that for the next series coming, and they will have something like you say, Greg, with with 
with the simulcast. Yeah, so. It's really weird for a show that is really an advertisement for the new games that we don't get the new series until the games have been <laughs> yeah. out for months Fair. here. Like mm-hmm. they don't localize it so that we are getting the Scarlet and Violet series when Scarlet and Violet launches worldwide. It has always struck me like, why have you not tried to get those aligned? And I do think it just speaks to the fact that they don't put a lot of thought or care into the anime as far as how it's marketed. They still treat it as a kid's vehicle. I mean, I feel like they never did. Look at all of no, Diamond no, and Pearl they anime. It, it was yeah. some of the worst animated produced anime out there yeah. because they cut costs. Yeah, I mean, there's a, like animation's expensive. You can look at you can look at current popular animes that have vastly different qualities because of how they run their anime house. Like it's a complicated equation. There's now this thing where like you know this is worldwide news and you know this is a good advertisement for your game, but you still won't take this thing and make it a localization you won't make it a worldwide experience and i it 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 bothers me is what it does yeah i so so the the question they're they're not stopping the anime <laughs> no uh that that's very clear um the question is what happens do 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 they take a character that is undoubtedly no one could argue. You could say that the Pokemon anime is complete trash and you absolutely hate it and Ash is a bad character. That is a valid opinion you're allowed to have. But the facts are that Ash is one of the most recognizable standout anime characters in the world. Hands down. Um, that people who don't know more than two Pokemon's names know that when they see Ash... That is the Pokemon guy. So do you... That's, hey, is that Pokemon guy. So they, they have experimented and have done semi-soft reboots in the anime with like black and white. They also did technically a semi-soft reboot of the black and white games. Uh, obviously, they, that didn't really work out maybe the way they wanted it to. So they'll never acknowledge that that was like kind of a soft reboot. Didn't it, to me? It, they kind of wanted to do it with black and white, but they 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 didn't fully commit there. You know, the journeys opened up with you know Ash's room, and you saw his you saw his Orange Island trophy, you saw his Alola trophy, you saw his runner-up trophies. So for whatever reason, Pokemon fans like to argue that every season is a reboot. People like to bring up that that Pikachu <laughs> lost to Snivy time and time again. Like that, yeah, that you, was explained in the anime. Yeah, I know, I know. Just, you, I don't you know, you literally watch. said it. Literally oh, explained very but again. clearly, well explained that there's a reason why Pikachu lost to Snivy. Yes, Pikachu is a much higher level than Snivy, but there was a reason in that episode that they clearly explained why he lost. Anyways, but. Like the TCG, weird comparison, I know it'll make sense, there has been an obvious power creep in Ash's ability and, mm. and Pikachu. Pikachu lost to Snivy in black and white for a very clear-cut reason, because of Zekrom. Uh, and Pikachu has been getting stronger every single season. I would argue since black and white is really where that soft reboot did kind of seem like, okay, Pikachu kind of has to like relearn and kind of get stronger again. And even one of the most fun things about Alola was Pikachu would 
almost always lose to Mimikyu, but then something broke up that battle. So you never actually knew how strong Mimikyu was. You never knew how strong Pikachu was because someone always interfered. But it, it did seem like Mimikyu had the advantage every single time. So do they do they start season 26 with Ash and Pikachu and we have a true soft we do we have a true reboot or they can just do the thing where Ash wants to pursue another championship and that is totally fine and valid. Again, when a when a team wins a Super Bowl or a World Cup, they don't suddenly go, "We don't need to win another one." Like there are like like when Wolf Glick won the 2017 2019 2019 World Championships, he didn't go I don't need to win next year's Worlds. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, some people do. Right. There are plenty of people like yeah. I achieved this one goal and now I don't need to do it again. Do I think they're gonna get rid of Ash? No. Do I think no. Ash will suddenly, after a year of exploring the world, everyone's like, Oh, there's a region called Paldea? Because apparently we don't have a world map. Sure, let's go there for the first time literally ever because it's never been brought up before. I think they'll go there and there'll be a plot line and he'll be like, heck yeah, I'll do gyms here because I've never fought these people. I like, mean, he's never fought Titans. Like, there's, a, there's a million, like, they're not going to get rid of Ash, right? And Ash's motivations and just because he achieved one thing and he may decide, and they may say, like, we're going to make him a mentor role now. We're going to age him slightly and he's going to be... uh leading somebody else on their journey in hopes to have them be powerful enough to take me down. Like, there's a million ways you can write that story. We don't know. But if you're thinking they're dumping Ash, they're not dumping Ash. I agree. But I also want to say something. Can people stop saying Ash is 10? He is not 10. He is explicitly in the anime, had a birthday, or not had a birthday, but celebrated the one-year anniversary of when him and Pikachu met. They explicitly <laughs> say that he is at least 11. 11. We don't have confirmation that he's any older than that, but he is at least 11. Stop calling him 10. I thought, I thought, they, <laughs> I thought they confirmed he was 11 in Alola. I thought that was like... Yeah, I think they confirmed he was 11 in Alola. I thought they, I thought they confirmed that. I can't remember it. I can't remember this. Because there was yeah, something but yeah, about he the, is at least the, 11. The school having to be a certain age. Here's the other two things something that annoyed like that. me. I had right. to listen to the, the, the past year about how a new Eevee was going to be introduced because of Chloe. That never <laughs> happened. Uh, you know, we started off this podcast saying Charizard haters are the worst. Eevee, Eevee lovers are the worst. They always think a new Eevee is coming. I'm like, there was there was no indication um, that I will say you know what that they've done, Bulbapedia though? has not what updated gonna... Ash Ketchum's age to past ten. Oh, for goodness' sake! I will say that I, I agree. Right, obviously, there's not another Eevee coming. But what I will say is, I wouldn't be surprised if they used this Eevee to talk about terratypes. I, you know, I, I thought for the longest time that Chloe, the reason they didn't evolve it is because Evie has a Gigantamax form. The evolutions do not. Yeah. Or that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the, yeah, the, the constant for the past year and a half of like, well, Evie's Chloe hasn't evolved. Like, yeah, it, Eve, uh, Chloe can't even make a decision what she wants for breakfast. You think she's going to be able to figure out what Evie she wants? Well, like, well and the point, is, the point is the Eve. Eevee Easy doesn't want to evolve. Like, that's kind of the point. It's not, it can't, it chooses not to. The, the other thing is, for the last two years, um, or I should Wait, say three. Okay, a break, a break, a break here. This is wild. On the 
Official Japanese website for Journeys. Uh huh. They have Ash listed a ten-year-old boy. Still, I mean that none of that stuff surprises me because like The Simpsons exists. Like, I know, Bar- but like Bar- Bart has had like seven birthdays. But like they have specifically stated in the anime that his age has changed, but on their official website they are still saying he's a ten-year-old child. It's just I'm just pointing that out. Like they aren't consistent. The people who hang on to Ash's age is is really silly to me because like they it's almost yeah. like well if he gets older it will get better. His age is so irrelevant yeah, in the it, in like his age. If you make nothing... it older, he's never getting smarter. A- anyway, you don't want him to get that older because he will get into the moody teenager state. You don't want the moody teenager. No, you do not. Have you watched any of the Harry Potter? <laughs> like Harry Potter's already unbearable at this point, but like. Harry did not yeah. become a better character when he got no. older. He got super moody, which, to be fair, yeah. maybe that's the one thing J.K. Rowling got right. She got a lot wrong, but a moody, oh, a lot. Te- a moody, a moody teenager teen? is yep. unbearable to read about. Like, I, 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 I've been there. I don't... Anyways, anyways, for the last three years, <laughs> we had to hear about how the main reason Go got introduced was to take over Ash's job. Which I don't know where that theory or anything came from. No, I've, I have actually heard that theory. Now, it looked at them unusual at that point, too. Because why would you get rid of your main character? The, the literal, the, the face of most of your marketing. So, so here, here's the thing. Sometimes people ask for something, and then they get it, and they realize that's not actually what they wanted. Even though they, they got exactly what they asked for. I was this way. I will, here we go. I'll admit I was wrong. As as a child, as a 10-year-old boy watching the Pokemon anime, and while watching almost every single season of the anime, I thought to myself, it frustrates me so much that Ash doesn't catch Pokemon. Now, Ash does catch Pokemon. He really wants, or in this case, a lot of cases, the Pokemon wants to join his team because he's caring or whatever, so he doesn't actually catch them. And it always bothered me. And I thought to myself, and there was, there was a specific episode in Alola, where Ash finds an Alolan Geodude, and he tries to catch it, and he actually fails. And, like, that episode is, like, really kind of fun, because he tries to catch a Pokemon, and he actually fails at it. And I'm like, man, I wish they would do this more often, because, like, even though he didn't catch it, it was fun to watch him fail that catch. And then they introduce a character called Go. And uh, I think Go is a great character, Mm -hmm. But I also think Go is a great character because he is the opposite of Ash. Go is very logical. Ash is very emotional. They have really good chemistry together. And Ash cares about battling. Go catches about catching. What I wanted as a kid was to see Ash catch more Pokemon because I thought that would be interesting. And after watching episode after episode of Go catching Pokemon... They have been right for 25 years. It is not fun to watch. It is inherently boring. And maybe it's because they made, like, Go catch Pokemon so easy, but it's not a particularly interesting anime trope. Like, Go on his own, one, is not a compelling enough character. Two, it kind of made sense why they didn't make Ash catch a bunch of Pokemon. Because it's not great. It's not not fun to watch. It's like, okay... But it, 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 it. <laughs> the reason why it's not great is is because Go doesn't have a reason to bond very much with specific Pokemon, right? Like the thing that you like in Ash and his teams and the limiting is you get to know the personalities 
of these Pokemon except for Turtwig, which they just really did dirty that entire season. They're like, and then Turtwig exists. It's just going to be there. Nobody likes you. The thing that, but like, Ash works great with other characters because Ash is a foil, right? Like, you need a foil against things. And Go is a really, really good foil for Ash. Go doesn't do well on his own. Just like Misty doesn't do particularly great on her own because the only thing she ever, they ever had to do is be angry at Ash all the time, right? Like, there's not a lot of characterization there until they split them off and then say they have the spectacular life when they come back in. Ash exists as a foil for certain things, and the people that they put with them are more effective or less effective as foils. Like, you could argue that Serena is and Don aren't particularly great foils because they're just as impulsive sometimes. Whereas Go is a good foil to shine the light on. Here is Ash's philosophy, but here's also the flaws with Ash's philosophy because you have a direct opposite. You have its foil. And neither one of them can stand very well on their own. Go is a boring character without something to struggle against. And since Go's thing isn't building a team, it is just collecting, you don't get the joy of knowing his Pokemon, except for the two that he always carries with him, which is Cinderace and Grookey. Yeah, I think, so I, th- I think it's pretty clear, right? Like, Go's not going to continue past this series, right? He's going to join no. Project Mew and, and Yeah, and oh, well, the, the episode I... they introduced Project Mew, it was like, you have written the, you have started the you ending for the Go. End. Yeah. yeah. They literally, they have an episode in the list of upcoming episodes called Project Mew. That's clearly going to be the one where he, where he gets in, right? Um, but what I will find interesting is, so obviously the, it'll be interesting to see whether they learn from, from that and have some, some good characters in the next season. What I wonder is, are they going to go back to what they did before, which was Ash and companions traveling through a region? Or like what Journeys has been, which is... Well, whatever this has been, <laughs> you know, like that will just suddenly be in Alola. We'll just suddenly be in Hoenn. Oh no, now we're back in Kanto. Um, I think from a storytelling perspective, it is more interesting for them to tell stories throughout the entire world at this point than focusing on one region. But it also, as a watcher, I felt like. Well, Galar doesn't really exist, right? Like, it is just another thing that is there that they go to sometimes, and they really don't ever fully explore, unless it's a very yeah. special episode. I will say, from, like, a writer's perspective, it is way more simple to be like, we're going to write a plot line that can only exist in this region, and it makes sense in this region, and we can do a bunch of filler episodes in Johto for a while because we are literally out of things to talk about in Scarlet and Violet until something. I think, more I think on the premise, the like, like it just seems like Scarlet and Violet are such bigger games than Sword and Shield ever were presented. Sword and Shield was like this is our first big brand new game on Switch. We got a lot to learn. It was very linear. Like, like I, I'm, I'm never going to say that that game wasn't linear. It was. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I was okay. I'm okay with linear games, personally. Um, the wild area was something new. But in this instance of Scarlet and Violet, they were like, you got Team Star. You got the gym leader stuff. 
which apparently there are multiple champions. You got all the Titan stuff. You got the giant mystery in the center. You got big old primal Dawn fan. You have so many directions where it felt like we can do a lot in this region where Galar was, well, do we want Ash going from this city to the city to the city? And then like, what do we do? Like it kind of like it almost, and that's not to say sword and shield are bad, but it, it felt like there was a, I don't know. There, like, there was a, a disconnect there of yeah, like we don't. We want something bigger, and they, Galar cannot do that bigger thing we want. They've never really followed directly the linear path of the games. Like, there's a bunch of cities that exist in the anime that are not in those games. So, like, yeah. to say like, what would they do in a Galar region? They would add a bunch of towns, like they did in every region. Like, welcome to Dark City. Like, they've done a bunch of weird things where these towns you're like, where are you and. What route are you on? You're in a mountainous area that doesn't exist. They could do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it, the question is again, since we don't really know the the actual plot line of Scarlet and Violet yet, it's hard to predict what their plot line of 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 the anime will be here, and here, how here, much here. they're going to keep it the the standard the standard plot line because like. The star stuff just sounds like a one-off episode, right? Like Team Star. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. The, the, I think I think <sighs> from what I've experienced, from what I played personally, not looking at spoilers, the second I battled Mela and everything to follow, which Nintendo was like, do not say anything about your battle with Mela. Like you can say you battled Mela. The star stuff was was the most interesting story stuff I've seen in the last ten years of Pokemon, hands down. I was like. I need to know more after that. Like the yeah, I, but they don't. They what I'm saying is they don't tend to take that into the anime. They went really hard on Team Flare in in X and Y for whatever reason, and Team Flare was a disaster in the games. It was so bad. Um, not to say that if like the anime Team Flare, if they moved in the games, it would be better because I don't think they knew what they were doing to Team Flare until they got to the anime. Um, but they yeah. they went very heavy on Team Flare. I mean, like. They didn't really do anything with Team Skull. I mean, they did, but nope. not like... No. Um, they didn't no, really do no. anything with Team Yell. I couldn't even remember their team. But again, those two teams didn't feel... Even in the games, they felt... Blah. Like, they're, they're, they're not... I don't think they're bad teams. I think they're fun in whatever stereotypes they want to put them into. But, like, they, they didn't... They didn't translate to a, uh, a start-to-finish story. They 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 hit story beats, but they like no one saw Team Skull and was like, oh, I wonder how this dramatic story with them ended. It was just like, oh well, Team Skull's here again to like throw a wrench in the machine and like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the leader of Team Skull did have a lot to do with the end of that game. Like, there was a pretty big, a whole bunch of stuff that that Guzma was doing with Lucimine. Like, there's a lot that happened in those games with that. The grunts, no. The people up top, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think people connected the way that th they 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 should have. I guess I shouldn't say should have. Like, <laughs> I liked what they were doing with Guzma. I liked what they were doing with Lucamine. But if you ask the average person who played Sun and Moon what that game was about, I would argue that most people would not bring up that game had to do with abuse between adults and children. I yeah. would I would well, argue most people didn't see that that was the story they were trying to tell. Um, I mean, you when you a number of people have uh, have have said 
time and time again. Like there's a majority of people who are like Sun and Moon is the better story because of these reasons. But again, the what happened in Sun and Moon, they backed way off for the anime. None of that was in the anime. Lucimine was a very different mom yeah. in the anime than she was in those games. So it's really hard to say what they're going to take and what they're going to put in the games and what they're going to keep in the anime. So who knows what they're going to do? I think it is more interesting for them to keep the world an open world as in all regions than to tightly focus it into just Scarlet and Violet. Oh, I agree. But, but who knows if they're going to do that? But I, I do agree. <laughs> Here's the thing I, I will say to wrap this up. In the episodes that they showed so far, you can see a brand new legendary for Scarlet and Violet in one of the posters. Uh, which is obviously where Ash would be going next, would be to Paldea. Right? If if there's anything if there's anything that like would would signify if Ash is is continuing his journey. Here's here's the, here's the twist. They get rid of Pikachu, but they keep Ash. Yeah, Pikachu <laughs> retires. No, I don't think that's going to happen. They they get rid of Ash, but they keep Pikachu. <laughs> that Pikachu just gets a new trainer. I think very obvious Ash and Pikachu are going to I don't think this means that Ash is done. I, I don't think this means that Go is going to take over. I don't think this no. means we'll never see Brock and Misty again. Um, I think Go is well, Brock a strong... has a rocket ship now, so he can go anywhere I he wants. I think this is a strong enough... <laughs> go is a strong enough character to return, just like Gary was, just oh, yeah. like Misty was. But I I, I, I think with at least... I, I And to, to be fair, unless you looked at the leaks, unless uh, you have no clue what scene I'm talking about, it's very quick, it's very subtle, but like, there is... there. Spo- I guess that's a spoiler, sorry. There's more than two legendaries in Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I, but I... <laughs> <laughs> there is Coridon, there is Miraidon, there will be more. Uh the third yellow dog will finally appear, finally. The best dog at Bolton. Spoiler, Bolton evolves into the new legendary. <laughs> yeah, finally all my dreams coming true. It has both a sword and a shield this time. Yep. It's Crazy. got a spear and a suit of armor. Uh but I I I think that th- that it would be the worst business decision in the world for them to throw away Ash. And They're just not throwing away Ash. Start over. I think, like, as sick as you are of Ash, I'm not sick of there Ash. Is, no, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying to people out there, as sick as you are about Ash, there's always a new generation that needs a pretty much a blank character to stand in for them, and Ash will always be that person. Alice furiously trying to find the picture of that. <laughs> I am. I am trying to find this. I couldn't like it on Twitter because then everyone would see it. I'll I'll get it for you after the show. show. Ash is sitting on a I, bed. I think I've I think I've found it, but I haven't. I I can't see anything in the picture. It should be Ash. Anyway, and, we'll talk about it later. It should be Ash and Pikachu sitting on a bed. The poster should have like two boats in it, and then above the boats is the legendary yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, I can't see anything above the boats. It's probably a bad screenshot though. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, fine. You would, you would literally, you would have to go so far out of your way to find the spoiler. It would be, yeah. I I wouldn't <laughs> worry about it if you're listening to the podcast. It's fine. They do that. They've done this for past episodes, though. They've always like hinted, yeah, in like games and and anime episodes of future stuff, and no one will ever realize it until six months later. 
that oh that was it. 2020 because then you know and you go oh okay our final bit of news which will take the most amount of time we were saving the best for last is uh uh teddy ursa is now at build a bear so okay so let's talk about the clothing <laughs> that you can put on teddy ursa and how actually having a bear from pokemon at build a bear finally makes sense they have finally <laughs> done the one thing that we want them to do is have a bear from pokemon in build a bear Anyways, the color of the green cloaks. <laughs> Build a bear is a nightmare, by the way. Yeah, I want, when you I want go to, on I a Saturday at the Mall that, of America, that I, I have yeah. been I've been into Build a Bear multiple times. They've announced a Pikachu, an Eevee, a Grookey, Gengar, you name it. They've they've had it. It's been what two three years since the initial partnership with Build a Bear. I think longer than that, hasn't it? Wasn't um, it before twenty twenty? Yeah, I think before twenty before pandemic for sure. Yeah. Um, so I've never purchased anything from Build a Bear. Obviously, I know how Build a Bear works. You pick out, uh, you, wow. pick, you pick out a skin, and you, the, you take the skin over to the the stuffing machine. You stick its butt onto the stuffing machine and <laughs> fills it all up, right? Uh, and then, and then you, 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 that that that's what happens at Build a Bear. I I went on a journey to because because uh my friend really wanted <laughs> she really wanted that 10 years so, so she waited in line greg will and i we did a couple laps at moa because she was in line for like an hour we get into here's build- the thing you need to know people when people ask me what steve is like in real life i say i can now say he will abandon you in a line oh yeah a million percent. to go do whatever he wants to do he will just straight up abandon you look i got like she 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 said it was all to good con- to continue to walk in a circle i it was pikmin community today greg <laughs> i needed the steps you had the steps i didn't hours i before. did i didn't i was behind i had to walk around my you, house to that finish. is a 24 hour day thing you could have done that. instead you looked at your friend and said peace see ya <laughs> I'm out to just go walk. I, I came back when I came back when the line was over. Got, got because we made you. We got, I got back. You guys were leaving anyways. Will and I left, and we're like, go. I got Do, back. I got back. Be in a good line. person. We we pick out. We she grabs the bear. We walk over. We grab. She grabs the 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 friend ball t shirt. Whatever. You have to wait in another line. Yeah, and then you wait in the line to get it stuffed. That was another yeah. 45 minutes. We, she, well, she waited 45 minutes wow. to get in the store. You wait in line another 45 minutes. When you're done getting it stuff, you wait in another line to check out. It is yeah. absolutely insane. That th- It's a good business that, This model. is a pro... It, it, it's mine. I have only ever done it once, and I did not have to wait in any lines because it was very quiet. <laughs> I have... It, it, you can see... In the background, I have one Build-A-Bear. Oh, that's a Build-A-Bear? Uh, yeah, and I ordered it online because I am not doing that in person. I can bring it down if you want to see it. It's a Jawa. Um, I don't think I have any in here. I have a few. I have the Pikachu and a Bowser and a couple of those as well. Uh, the, the, good w- fun. We'll say the uh, not my Teddy Ursa, but looking at this Teddy Ursa in person after it gets got stuffed, um, very good quality. Not like that Eevee. Don't ever get that Eevee at Build-A-Bear. It is, it is a monster. It is. It, although the girl in front of us did. There, uh, I, will say, I will say, while waiting in line, multiple lines, 
there were a lot of people in line that were very into Pokemon. I saw a, a little girl. It was community day. I, got, I saw a little girl brushing her Pikachu skin because it was pre-stuffed. It was just this very flat I'm Pikachu skin. Oh yeah, because it's like it's like what the skin. It? It's, it's like do, it, it is husk better. <laughs> Cradling her Pikachu husk. Uh, I saw I saw a girl with an Eevee. The other the other Build a Bears that seemed to be very popular were just like Disney. Just like yeah. I, I had to hear somebody play the Lion King song like seven hundred times because they weren't sure which three Lion King songs they wanted to put into their. I don't even know what they were buying. It, it was like a dog. It wasn't even. It wasn't even Lion King related. Anyways, that that is a heck. Of, I don't know where all the Teddy Ursa love came from. There's a bunch of Teddy Ursa merch happening in Japan. There's this Teddy Ursa Build a Bear. There was Teddy Ursa Community Day. I don't know why they're going really hard on Teddy Ursa all of a sudden, but I don't know. Maybe there's a somebody's got to be set up for the new anime when Ash and Pikachu don't show up. Maybe maybe there's some Ursa Luna titan or something coming i don't know why they're pushing Te- teddy ursa so hard i actually don't know if teddy ursa is even in scar did they show that i should look at my own graphic i don't know if teddy Ur- i think teddy ursa is coming back i i would Maybe. i would wager to assume that if a pokemon got an evolution in legends arceus it would probably be fair game for paldea but i don't actually know uh i think teddy ursa is coming back <laughs> i'm saying nothing uh question of the week Question of the week. <laughs> this is from Hannah from our YouTube. What is the most influential Pokemon generation? Three. I mean, it has to be one. So, I mean, if we're talking about like overall global influence, I don't see how you can argue anything other than one. I mean, it depends on what you. It depends on on what you mean by influential. So, like. Influence on the world as far as impact, yeah, Gen 1. If you're talking about influential on the series as a whole, I think it's Gen 3. Like, Gen 3 is this is where they deliberately made choices to say that this is going to be an ongoing series. Since we know Gen 2 was meant to be the last, Gen 3 yeah. really, to me, shows that they were willing to jump into a brand new system knowing that people couldn't bring things forward and say, we are going to deliberately start making this an ongoing forever series. And you can see all those markers in gen three. So world impact gen one, because it introduced Pokemon series game impact gen three. Gosh, I would say gen five. Ooh, interesting. I would say gen five because uh, I, to, I, I would no. I don't think anyone's saying Gen two or Gen four, because uh, because no. Gen no. two is a continuation of everything of Gen one, and everything was like slightly better. Gen four felt like everything was slightly better, but like no huge impacts. Gen five to me felt like that they were okay making a choice that would upset fans on their terms. Yeah. Gen 3 was mm-hmm. a hardware limitation that they knew would upset fans, but something they had to do. And I think Greg is right in like they, they set a new foundation because of hardware, kind of because they were they had to. Gen f- well, they had to, but they also set, but you could also see in their game designs at that point, they had started to future proof, had started to draw the lines of 
what they wanted their games to be going forward. And I think every game has really built off of Gen 3 and refined it down. So I'm curious what major shift do you think happened in Gen 5 that wasn't a building off of what they had already laid as a foundation? I think if the games continued in a sense of Gen 2, 3, 4, and just that pattern of slow iterations, the series would have went the way of like a Yokai Watch or a Digimon. And by throwing everything out and saying, we're not going to rely on Charizard, we're not going to rely on Tyranitar, we're not going to rely on Pikachu, here's 150 new creatures, here's a new world, here are all of these quality of life updates that should have existed in Gen 4. And we, we, are, we are confident that going forward, we even though we know that this will upset people, just like they knew that cutting the national decks would upset people, it was the right decision, 100%. And but they threw everything out for Gen 3, right? But like, they had there to. There was no Charizard. Yeah, but they didn't include Charizard or any of them in that Pokedex. They didn't exist until... Uh, Fire Red Leaf Green, yeah. Fire Red Leaf Fire Green, Red. which came yeah. out later. Like, what you're saying they did for Gen 5, they had already done. It would have been easy for them in Gen 3 to say, let's include all of the popular ones from Gen 1 and Gen 2, and they didn't. They said, we're starting fresh. They included we a are lot going of Gen to 1 and Gen 2 lip. Pokemon, though. They had some in the Safari. You don't run into a Gen 1 or 2 Pokemon until way late in Yeah, that but game. that's because like they they were going to do all new Pokemon and then they realized they couldn't. That's why the first couple routes are all new Pokemon and then all of a sudden they the, you you're then you get all the the old ones. That's this is well that's well documented on how how the beginning of the game was was in a, like a nutshell of them thinking everything was going to be new and then them panicking and starting putting old pokemon in but they didn't go back to the first couple routes to put old pokemon in that was why like the beginning of that game feels so fresh and then all of a sudden like it kind of goes back to what they relied on i think there's also if we're talking about influential to the game franchise rather than the world which okay that probably creates more discussion that's fair uh i would also say there's an argument for six as well because Yeah. yeah the 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 transition from sprites to models was possibly one of the possibly the biggest graphics change they have ever and will ever do um and yeah sure like obviously more games just now are probably more different from generation six than generation five was but that one generation jump i think was the biggest in terms of graphics which said we are we, we are no longer doing this and even remakes are not like that you know there is has not been a game with purely sprites they have obviously sprites in some menus, but there is not a game that has been purely sprites since that happened. Uh, Gen five was yeah, also I the mean, like we care about competitive, which yeah. has has laid a very like which, which, which is kind of shocking how like you, they you know the the games that were supposed to be this collection aspect right like uh, uh the I collected bugs and now I want to turn this into a game. And they were like, well, this isn't a very fun game, so we have to, like, add battling. And then the anime was very, like, <laughs> I want to be the very best battler. And then, you know, you could do that, right? Like, you could you could battle people in Gen 2, right? We could, Greg and I could hook up our link cable, we could battle. And then Gen 4, they kind of started that. And Gen 5 was, like, really seriously, like, people want to be like Ash. People want to know that they are the very best. 
And now we have a system. Yeah. We have tournaments. We have world championships, which kind of started in 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 Gen Four, but they really solidified and moved forward. Of the and and that was a thing I wanted as a kid, right? Like I thought I was very good at Pokemon. I thought I was the best. I thought I was like an Ash, right? Like I I beat the Elite Four. I beat Blue or Gary or whoever you named your rival. Like I am the best Pokemon person. Um, and Gen Five really was like. Here is a here here is a competitive thing that exists and we're going to stick with this and move forward. And they also didn't give up on that either. Like if anything, yeah. that has been very I solid. Mean, I I do think like you can point at a number of generations where they got more serious about a certain aspect of the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, here's when they finally realized how they could do VGC and do all of those things and then refined it down from that. Like, it's it's interesting that you can look at as you if you've played these games for a long time, when you can point to a thing and say, here's where they made that decision. <laughs> here's where they made that decision yeah. because they've been building off it ever since and it didn't exist before. I think we'll wrap up. No Pokemon of the week. No Will this week. Uh, I'm not sure when Will will be back on because we're gonna do because Will plays very slow. <laughs> yeah, and he he likes taking his time. He likes taking and his time. We are gonna be Will and I are gonna be gone for an entire weekend. So yeah, and I will I will also be gone for a weekend. So um, you know, podcast is gonna come out every Monday no matter what. There will be a mini series. Greg and I do want to record something, and I don't know if we're going to include another person, on Friday night after we spend a couple hours with the game. That will probably go out on Saturday, um, which let me get some dates for you guys. Um, so if you're listening to this, this would be uh, May 4th. Uh, May. This May. would be November Woo-hoo! 14th. <laughs> and then there will be probably an impressions episode on November 19th. And then a normal episode on the 21st. Now, in that normal episode, we will probably talk about the mechanics of the game, but nothing story related. Um, And obviously, that will be time stamped. And then I am thinking probably Thursday or Friday, the 24th or the 25th, there will be another bonus episode. And that's probably where we'll start some sort of series of like two gyms or three gyms or you know al went north pengu went right greg went left i went south there's nothing south it's just a beach <laughs> it's it's really hard to do because it's like an open world game um so you know even even if we went in the perceived order it's like well are we all skipping team star are we doing this and team star are we doing this team star and titans uh so we 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 need at least a day or two with this game to kind of figure out what our our game plan is uh, with legends that that game was really short yeah so, uh we did that in like well it also had defined areas as well yeah, yeah. So we did, as we've we mentioned did all before, of legends not open world we did all of legends in in three episodes um although those episodes were longer if you would like to support the show, if you want ad-free episodes, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe directly in Apple Podcasts. There was, I do want to answer this question. Somebody was like, hey, I subscribed on Apple Podcasts. I'm still getting ad episodes. If your Apple Podcast is set to auto-download, because the ad, because the ad version goes up first, it will auto-download that. I have to wait. 15 minutes until that episode is published to add the ad-free version. That's an Apple podcast thing. So turn off auto-download 
Um, and if you just stream it or if you just download it manually, it will default to the ad free episode once it's there. Unless you're like waiting at your like phone for it to like 4 a.m. It takes me like 15 minutes to upload. I, I can't I literally cannot upload the ad free until Apple sees the normal episode first. Um, but supporting the show goes a huge way. Uh, what I do here for a living um, gets you into the Slack, gets you a bunch of other bonus benefits as well. Uh, there will be a brand new poster, a Galler poster going out to Patreon people who um, who are at that specific tier. So if you want to check that out, patreon.com slash PKMNCST. Uh, sometime this week going up, uh, I will be giving away an OLED Pokemon Nintendo Switch, completely free to enter. Uh, you'll just have to follow the Twitch, the Instagram, the YouTube, all that stuff. I will be putting out infographics as we go along with Scarlet and Violet. I will be putting out YouTube content. I will be doing a 72-hour marathon on Friday the 18th at 12 p.m. Central Time. I will be streaming 12 hours uh, from 12 to 12 Central Time, which is 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific, uh, which is 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Al's time, I think. (laughs) Yep. Something like That's that. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's only Al's time. Only Al's time. Nobody yeah. else. It just <laughs> specific only Al. Yeah. So Al is on his own meridian. The whole thing. So if you if you want to join uh, in on those marathons, uh, if you play the game at midnight or play the game the morning of, you'll already be ahead of me um, for that. For that. And again, it's so hard to say with open world because you might decide to go north yeah, and I might decide to go left and you'll be like, I haven't been left yet. And I was like, well, <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> so don't mix your signals. North, east, <laughs> right, straight, left. Everyone in Twitch, Keep- we're all going right. <laughs> Everybody go right. Twitch, right. Podcast left. Um, so marathon weekend and again i said this last week i will say this again if you don't have any friends or family or anything to do on thanksgiving i will be streaming on thanksgiving uh for for people in the u.s um i know being alone for the holiday sucks i've been there done that so uh if you need to hang out i will be streaming on pretty much like 10 to 12 hours on thanksgiving um for that um so yeah, that's that's the game plan going forward. Again, uh, if you want ad free episode, oh, for uh, also this was asked: Are the mini episodes going to be paywalled? No, completely free. There will probably be an ad um, somewhere in the middle, uh, but completely free for all, all the Sword and Shield content will be free. <laughs> or not Sword and Shield? That well, that technically all the Scarlet and Violet stuff will be. I mean, we will still have paid bonus episodes uh, for patrons, uh, but. Not the miniseries. Miniseries is still going to be free. So, Greg is at White Wing. Uh, Al is at the Scott Bot, if I remember correctly. Once you drop the correct the... one one T and Scott. <laughs> uh, I am at Dragging a Lake. I don't know why we're still promoting Twitter at the end of this show. Twitter's not going to exist in a month. We're going to have to start promoting <laughs> Look, like Instagram or something. I am going to go down with the ship. I am on the deck of thy Titanic. Playing all my instruments. Things are getting spicy. You could ask me any question, and I have been answering them. <laughs> so get them in now, folks. Get them in. Nobody cares. It's the end of the world. Hey, I reactivated the PKMNCST, the Pokemon cat. I reactivated the Tumblr. 
Not sure if I'm going to oh, use wow. the Tumblr, but I re- I mean, I- my Tumblr's back up in existence, and I'm not, I'm like, I forgot what I was doing with this uh, thing. Not sure if we're going to go to the Tumblr <laughs> route. It, it exists. Uh, but, you know, uh, thanks for making it to the end of the show. Very, very excited for Scarlet and Violet. Uh, thank this you. has been like three hours. It's the <laughs> final episode before the thingy. The thingy I'm thingy. just saying. <laughs> Al has to come up with a code word to make sure people came. Oh yeah, yeah. Al, give us oh. a good code word for the Twitch people to know know they made it to the end. Oh well, okay, good point. Uh, it's going to be what was that word you said at the <laughs> beginning that Greg and I were like, "What? What does that mean?" Oh, oh, uh, yeah, squint, S- squint, squint shelves. There we go, squinty shelves. There we go. Okay, so come into Twitch. Uh, and say the secret word, or or in the Slack, we'll have a thread. We'll have a we'll have a thread for a secret word, so we know you made it to the end. Anyway, yeah, the Slack people don't really care about the, the <laughs> nah. secret word. I don't think it's ever. Nah, said. it's not. We got to make the Slack thing. care about the secret word. Hey, if you're watching on YouTube, look, we can't make Slack care about anything. If you're watching on YouTube, please <laughs> like, subscribe. Uh, also, if you're watching on YouTube, type the secret word so we know you made it to the end as well. So, anyways. Uh, thank you for listening. We will see you guys on Saturday and then normal episode on Monday. Have a great uh, night, weekend. I hope you enjoy the heck out of Scarlet and Violet. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super spoiler alert. There are new Pokemon in Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> Exclusive leaks right here. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. If you would like to support our show and what we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. A huge shout out to our producers who support our show, starting with Jessica, K, Matthew, Sean, Stephen, Anthony, Brian, Gray, Josh, Casey, Catherine, Bovine, Nate, Ryan, and Stuart. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Brady and Spencer. Thank you so much for supporting our show. We'll be back next week. If you too would like to support our show, you can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And we will see you guys next time.